to be real, I just say, you know what, you're going to come out here, you're going to eat a thousand flies. That's it. Basic, straightforward, there's thousands of flies. It's 56 degrees. Bring your water. But I'm telling you, get ready for the flies. Stay hydrated. I'm not telling you it's shit because it's 56 degrees. I'm telling you, bring your water, man. You're going to need water. Make it get a good jug. Trying to be as positive as possible. It's going to be like, because I don't wear a fly net, and the other guys do, and they're all hitting them, and they're freaking out. And for some reason, I've got this patience. I don't care. I can just sit there, and they are just and. I get off on other people that think it's, they're like, how are you doing? And I'm just like, ah, I'm all good. The, the tool that hangs off a wire that goes into the ground is uh, an electronic system that's talking to an onboard system, which is live as well. So that has to send signals back and forth along the wire. And the wire can be 600 metres long. So you've got data going through that wire. Um, it's trying to run a system. It's trying to boot it up. It's, you know, there's about 50 things that are running all at once. And once all that's in harmony and sync, then it runs and then we're off and racing. So when it's going, you know, let the good times roll. Welcome to the Beers with a Miner podcast. My name is Mad Mumsy and I've been driving the huge dump trucks in Australian open cup mines for over 10 years now. I wish I had a dollar for everyone who said to me, how does a little thing like you drive those big trucks? Oh, you must be rich. How do I get a job doing that? My mining friends are asked these questions all the time too. This is what started the Mad Mumsy journey to share stories and tips from living a mining lifestyle and to let others know what it's really like. Tune in each episode as I sit down for a relaxed chat, usually over a few beers with a fellow miner. Women and blokes with various experience, roles and opinions share their lessons and stories with you. Not everyone is cut out to be a miner, but why not? What does it take to thrive and survive in this industry? Now, let's dig in. Get it? Dig? Mining? I oh, crack me up. Hello and welcome to episode 89 of Beers with Miner podcast. My name is Mad Mumsy and this is a happy hour episode that goes for a long time. <laughs> it's more like a Sunday session. I had so much fun speaking with Mitch, who you are about to meet. I will keep this short because, as I said, we're going long. But Mitch is passionate to help people new to mining or those thinking about it, just like I do. He's also kind of the opposite of me. <laughs> I'm so rah-rah most of the time, as you would know. However, he's quite um, calm and just has this very easy listening voice and persona about him. And I hope you enjoy this as much as I do. We met on TikTok, which is the new way, right? I follow people who are also sharing things on there about mining and he's just getting fantastic engagement and sharing things all about working in the mines from his perspective. He has lots of videos from side as well and we talk about how the hell is he allowed to do that and also why if you're not allowed to you shouldn't. We cover that many things that you, I need to shut up and just let you listen. It's amazing. It's great. He's funny and insightful and um, 
just a bloody legend, you know. He's over in WA. I'm in Queensland, so there's lots of those sort of differences as well. And he's also going to start helping me out in my mining online school that I have, especially inside the start date program. So it's called Got a Start Date, Now What? (laughs) And if you head to mining.teachable.com, you can see all my resources on there that will help you know more about mining before you even start. And that way you're more likely to stay and succeed because you know what you're in for. Or at least know, you know what, mining isn't for me after all. So I'm not going to quit my job and move to a mining town in the hope that it will work. We want you to know what it's really like. And he's keen to jump inside the course with me for my very special peeps. And hopefully I can see you in there as well. All right. I am going to shut up and get this party started. (laughs) I hope you enjoy it. I know you will. Okay. Cheers. Let's dig in. Get it, dig mining. I cracked me up. (laughs) Hello and welcome to the Beers with a Miner podcast. I am Mad Mumsy and this is a happy hour episode where I finally get to chat with TikTok sensation Mitch from Mitch on Mining. By the time this goes live, I have already shared how freaking awesome you are in the intro to my listeners. Welcome to the podcast, Mitch. It took a while, but we finally got there, right? Yeah, here we are. That's it. Six months later, I think. <laughs> yep. Every time we try and plan something, something always comes in. I mean, that, what does that just rectify the, um, you know, solidify the FIFO lifestyle, doesn't it? I mean, that's it. Don't make plans. Exactly, because it can change and it has done for so long. I'm like, is this even meant to happen? Um, But yeah, (laughs) I'm so excited. Here we are. We are online video chatting because you're over in WA and I'm here in Queensland. So, you know, we've got the time difference, but it's always beer o'clock somewhere, right? (laughs) Yeah, why not? (laughs) Yeah. And as this podcast is called the Beers with a Minor podcast, I like to start these happy hour episodes with my guests sharing their favorite beverage and also their best time to enjoy it. It could be beer, wine, spirit, or perhaps even a cup of tea. What is yours, Mitch? Well, for today, it's beer and it's going to be Asahi because I love the way they come in massive cans and they're full strength. So, well, for every one, you might as well call it two. So, that works for me. Time is fleeting. So, I'm going to sort of get back as much as we can. And other than that, it'll be a, um, yeah, like a whiskey or something like that. So, that's a bit more of an evening uh, drink, that one. And that's it for me. I'll keep it simple. Definitely. Don't drink on site, though. No. You don't? Ever? Never? No. Nah. Uh, maybe. Sometimes. Uh, it just comes up every now and then, depends on what's going on. Try and do something with the boys, like make a changeover day, make it into something actually nice and something special, something interesting. Um, you don't want to be a bar fly, do that sort of thing and jeopardise that that freshness for the next day, you know. So, yeah, that's definitely one of my mantras out there. Don't, don't, don't do it on site. We'll just save it for when we're at home. <laughs> and that's, that is a good idea, especially – I love how you said – your freshness for the next day. I don't mm. think I've ever quite thought of it like that. You know, like it, you, you want to be. You, you know what the opposite looks like. Well, you want to be clear <laughs> and you want to be safe and you want to be under the limit and, you know, all of those yeah, things and definitely. well rested. 
managing your fatigue, yeah. all of those things. But freshness is a fresh way of looking at it. Definitely. And it's funny too. Sorry, because, yeah, with my sites, like, it's nothing like the other ones where they're, they're having a uh, breath alive in the mornings and things like that and there's no open limits at my site. There is a four-minute drink minimum, which so you're already policed pretty well. But I tell you what, people will do that. They'll have those four drinks and they'll still sit out there till 9 o'clock or something and you're like, mate, we're up at 3.45. And I, that's just that's bad habit in my eyes. And then they walk, they drag their feet into the office and it's almost like a competition about who can look the worst in the morning, you know, and it's like, no, come on. <laughs> we haven't got time for that. And start your day like that. <laughs> oh, that, isn't that interesting, though, that they still sit out there even after having their drinks? Um, I think for some people it's it's the connection as well. They need... Some people just need to do that, um, yeah. whereas others just want to go out there, work, eat, sleep, rinse, repeat, come home, then have a life. Yeah. Lots of different people do it in different ways. Yeah. A lot of people are doing, yeah, as humans do, you know, it's a, it's a sheep and herd mentality. A lot of people are just doing what they think they should be doing because that's what the other guys are doing, and it's like a pressure thing and, even if they don't know they're doing it, it's very easy to fall into. And that's kind of one of the things I discuss as well. Don't do it because you think you have to. You know, piss away half your money on bloody overpriced drinks and it's just a weird – I get new guys in and they're the kind of things I chat with them about, you know. I say, you're going to have just as many friends if you go to the wet mess or not. You know, half, most of our team don't, well, it's probably 50-50 really. So, you know, don't feel pressured. Don't feel like you're going to get left out just because you're not part of the culture. Yeah, it's weird. It's interesting out there. Definitely has its own uh, vibe, you know, that I. Exactly, and different sites and even different crews within different sites. You can be on the same site for 20 years, but then you change crew and it feels like a whole new planet because they do different things. You know, some crews yeah. are real social and others aren't. Some I've been on, you know, if you didn't go to the gym, you didn't count. <laughs> Mm, yeah. And I didn't Weird go stuff, to the gym. Uh, no way. I didn't have time yeah. for that or, or want to, you know. Uh, <laughs> I'd, I'd rather sleep and be fresh. That sounded like my favourite sound in the world. Oh, hey, we're getting into it. Cheers. <laughs> <laughs> that's it. Cheers, right? Oh, cheers. Um, my listeners know that's my favourite sound in the world because I drink out of a can and it's that down this so <laughs> <laughs> that's good stuff i've been saving this i've been saving this can <laughs> oh is it a special occasion beer i've been saving is this it? for us yeah because i know if i rip through it we'll finally get a day that we get to catch up and i'll be like oh no i'm not having a whiskey i'm not gonna have something too stiff in the morning <laughs> <laughs> but beers are all right right you can you can yeah it's all right, them that's, out. that's it yeah, yeah, yeah. mouthwash. <laughs> <laughs> so, Mitch, how did you get started in mining? And also, what is it that you do? Let's just let our listeners know what area, vaguely, however um, hmm. precise you choose to feel hmm. you want to share. So, 
Uh, I was managing an auto barn store for a few, uh, a year and a half. I set one up in my, in my town and I was doing that. That's my main thing is I got an automotive trade background in our auto glazing, so all your windscreens and door glasses and stuff like that. So that's what my trade certification is. And I've always worked in automotive stores or in automotive repair centres and things like that. So I thought, nah, that's that's all well and good. And I've got all the tools, I've got all the gear. I'm getting older and, you know, you try and get more. I got into management roles, which I really enjoyed. And I just thought, nah, i got to try and get some your money's worth. Really, you know, it's what it is. You can be busting your bum at home and working your 10, 12-hour days and seven days a week. And oh, it's just costing you your, your home life, really, even though you're home every night. So um, that was it. I got into an earth-moving company, and that was my sort of transition from civilian stuff to mining stuff, and that got me a chance to have a play around with about 40 different machines, ranging up to your sort of 30-ton gear of all excavators and diggers and everything. So that went from having essentially no experience, but I did because I'd driven a lot of machines in my life, um, to having a bit more on paperwork. So that's, that was going to be my in to the mining sort of thing instead of being green and having nothing like so many people are trying to do. But yeah, uh, And that's exactly. how it worked. And then, yeah, you know how it is. You know, you, you, you put out a thousand resumes like everybody does and, and um, you know, you've got to have something on there that's of interest and, and you focus on these new starter uh, opportunities and things like that. And that's what I did and I just picked up a role. Definitely not ideal because I live so far away. I live in the southwest WA, and so I've got a transit to Perth uh, every time I do this. So I lose a full day going to work, and I lose three quarters of a day coming home of my own time, doing two and one. So, and what I do on site is I drive a, it's called a blast hole assay tool. This is all going to sound really boring because <laughs> it's kind of is. No, 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 but, no. <laughs> there's no real way to make it exciting but i'll try so what we do is we come in after they drill all the holes on the blast pattern so the blast pattern is it's iron ore where i work uh so it's open cut uh blast benches they go through and drill a hole every six meters it's a grid pattern and it goes down about 14 meters that's the drillers and they'll use big autonomous drills and they'll use little manned ones to work around the edges and the perimeters around where it's a bit more dangerous because you've got the, the high wall or the, or, the, or the edge. And we chase those guys around and probe the holes with a tool, a special tool that comes down into the ground, goes all the way to the bottom, it turns on and it has a neutron generator inside and it pumps out a pulse and it's reading uh, what the return that comes back from the data from that neutron pulse. So then it's telling the guys, it's doing a 3D map of that entire blast bench and telling them, because when they actually blast, you'd know this, they just blast and the whole thing just goes boom, 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 and it all just lands back where it came from. It doesn't fly everywhere yeah. and do this big parade. Well, it in sort of theory. Just goes up and then, yeah, yeah, so, yeah. Well, in if the perfect goes to plan, world. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. In the perfect world, you wouldn't even know it had happened. Yeah, it's so well yeah, contained. Right. And, and they, yeah, and they backfill it with the, with the gravel and stuff like that, and they do they do really well. So, but this tells them. Then they've now got a map where that's the waste, that's the good stuff. This is the premium, and that's the junk. So, yeah, we we provide them with that data. So it, it used to take weeks for it to go back. That hand sample every cone, they dig a sample of three bucket uh, sand shovel loads into three different bags, send that away from every cone, and we've come along and do it now. Now it's, it's live. 
So the data goes up and comes back, and it's just constantly live. So wow, that what that equates, cool. yeah, Sorry. it's crazy stuff. Yep. I've got my <laughs> hand. Go for it. <laughs> I told you I'd interrupt when I don't know shit. So the people that get it with a bucket or that used to, and I know a lot of sites, they still do stuff like that. Is that sample prep? That is just manual sampling. Yeah, that's manual sampling. Oh, manual so that's sampling. That's what it'll be. Righto. Yeah, just manual sampling. Yeah. So they, yeah, you see them walking around with a shovel and a thread and fabric bags, and that's what they're doing. They're breaking up the cone and then putting little samples in, and then they fill the back of the ute up, and off they go. So that'll tell them it because yeah. different parts of the cone are showing the different depths and the different materials. So that's that's how they're doing it that way. They still do it because right. you know we machines are down or we can't be everywhere at once. But, um, yeah. yeah, we've definitely made their jobs so, a lot easier, but they're paying for it. Yeah. Well, uh, yeah, I bet. And so when you – is it a like a truck that has a – <laughs> mad mumsy brain. Yeah, yeah, boom. I'm visualising like a boom that comes down with a drill sort of looking effort that goes into the hole with the magic thing on the bottom that takes yep. the reading and then it comes back up. Pretty much. Yeah, pretty much. Don't me. It's a big arm. Yeah, it's a big arm. Arm. <laughs> and then That's the, the, the word, the an arm. Are, <laughs> yeah, and the tools are three, three point seven metres long. They're about that sort of diameter, um, you know, like a, a big coffee mug sort of di- big uh, soup mug, and they're full of electronics. They've got fans and everything in them, and they've got a wire coming off the end. So it's actually called wireline logging. This stuff's been around forever. They do it all over the world, oh, and they do all the remote yeah. holes as well. You know the RC holes that you do all the remote stuff. They do all that as well for diamonds and and water and all sorts of. They do heaps of things. So ours is just so. Is that hole. like ex? Is that like exploration drilling? Yep. Yeah. The exploration yep. stuff. Yeah. yeah. So sometimes I go. Sometimes I go out and do that as well, which is really nice. So when one of our tools yeah. comes in, they've got a they've got a little crystal inside that's got a it's got a lifespan and it. It's the magic that makes it all work, you know, the ma- whatever. Oh, crystals <laughs> are their own all, magic. crystals, crystals are magic. everything, yeah. right? <laughs> yeah, that's how it works. That, that's how it, <laughs> so when they're new, we got to, we got to calibrate them. So they go through a couple of thousand uh, kilometres of, like, like metres of holes that uh, we're going to calibrate that information. And, um, and that's where we do our remote stuff and our calibration holes, which is nice. That's when I get to go and sit up in the ridges and I'm overlooking the pits and overlooking the mine and just looking out to – you know, the, the, just a beautiful area where I work because, you know, when you're in the pit, sometimes that's all you're looking at is the bloody wall of that thing for a month on. It's just, yeah. Exactly. You know. <laughs> and, and that little bit of the sky, I remember driving down into the pit and you'd be coming back up and you're like, oh, it's going to piss down with rain soon. Woo-hoo, we'll be parking yeah. up. Or, or And not just that, but, you, you know, because you've got to be careful. You've got to plan you don't want to be going up or down those ramps if it's going to open nah, up and rain. You start you do, doing pirouettes. Round around. Yeah, it's yeah, not good. Do. And especially if yeah. you're the one not doing the pirouette and there's a truck doing one in, towards you, you know, yeah. like, or and you're, you're like, in the reverse, reverse, reverse. <laughs> what do you yeah. do? You can't, yeah, nah. fucking get your shit together. But then you get to the top of the pit and it's like Simpson clouds. It's just when you're at the bottom of the pit and you look up, you just see that. One little bit of grey hope, <laughs> especially, you know, if you have races or whatever. <laughs> so, yes, spot on, down no, in the bottom. See, of- we, we, 
yeah, we, we have panic mode when we get that. So we, as cool as it is and as nice as it is, like, I mean, it's amazing. People wouldn't believe it, but those patterns, you know, those blast patterns, say you're at a, bo- at a bottom one and it's, say you're eight benches down or 12 benches down. So each bench is going to be about 14 metres because that's your depth. And then it's when if people can visualise when they look at an open cut mine, they're looking up at the walls and they can see the, the, the line that looks like a road. And then the next one is another road. They call them benches. As you know, we, they would have been access ramps at some stage as well. Um, when it rains enough, the pattern that you're on, the bench you're on, will flood so bad that every single one of those 14-metre holes is flooded. And you've got to imagine how much water that is, but you've got to remember too, we're already below water level. So the pumps are pumping water out of the earth to keep us dry. We don't even see it. Everything is so bone dry, you wouldn't believe that you've already gone past water level. It's mind-boggling stuff, isn't it, really? It is. It is. Yeah, and uh, I operated water carts for a long time and they're always moving the fuel point around because they need to get that water and it's going to get out of the pit, especially either after rain or just because <laughs> and because we're yeah, going deeper right. and they got to pump that water they have to keep moving that body of water has to keep moving when they're down or if they do um creek diversions and stuff that gets pretty wild when they're doing yeah that. Well, even just the <laughs> dewatering guys like yeah they're pumping yeah, water up the up, up the sides of mountain faces you know and you're like the, the pumps that push that water you're like how, how does all this it's just the, the first you know, if you had to talk to me after the first three months even, for the first six months, I'd still be just mind-boggled. And and I'm a very mechanically-minded person, and so I, I I know what I'm looking at a lot most of the time. It's not like it doesn't – I don't look over things and be like, oh, wow, it's a hole in the ground. I'm looking at it going, wow, man, like look at those pumps. Look at what makes them run. Look at those machines. Look at those roads. You know, and we're escorting each other in and out, and we're just – you know, when you drive on a haul road, we can drive four abreast in our trucks and we're on one side of the haul road. We're on the northbound and we could be four abreast and still have an LV come whipping past us. People don't understand how wide a haul truck is. Like, it's just a house driving down there. I live in a two-story house and I reckon a haul truck would have a bigger footprint than my house. And people do not believe it until you're, you're staring down the barrel of it. And then it all sort of sinks in That's a little bit, you know? Yeah. Or until you have to drive one, you're like, oh, fuck, what? Yeah, I was, I either, remember, I was in one of the water trucks. So. <laughs> I remember being in um, at one band camp and the real miner was there and he's underground and his workmates, was we were all having tea together at camp and he they were saying, so how wide is your truck? How big is it? And I'm like, I don't know, big. <laughs> So they're big, yeah. and these were 797s, so they're like the biggest, at well, at the yeah. time. And um, so they said, well, from the Bay Marie, you know, the counter where you get your food, yeah. to where we're yeah. sitting, how far, I'm like, oh, well, I'm past that. They're like, what? I'm like, yeah. Anyway, that day or the next day, because I really couldn't decide. I didn't know. <laughs> and I don't know me that very well and you know so I stepped out it, yeah so I stepped it out the next day I was on a 797 and I I stepped out mad mumsy steps and I've only got little legs but it's about a meter <laughs> and I did it was 12 and a bit 
and yeah. and they were big, big Mad Mumsy steps, and that was just the bits that I could walk on. So then there's a couple of extra mm. bits outside that. And when I <laughs> – I don't know if I've spoken about this on the podcast, but when I went back to the mess that night and the real miner's got his tea, he's gone to the table and I've got my tea and I stepped it out and went way past where I said to them I thought it was. I'm yeah. like, that can't be right. So I went back and yeah, did it again. <laughs> and he's sitting there just so embarrassed, like, what the fuck are you doing? What are you doing? I said, no, no. And then when I told him, they're like, you're shitting me. I said, yeah, and it would be wider than that because that's just a bit I could yeah. walk on, you know, because there's handrails and, yeah, so they are very yeah, wide. And up. that's what they're like. They're like, a, they're like a house. And they're high up as well. Yeah, yeah. And, like, you see the numbers on the side and that's the weight scale. You know, it's in tons, and you're just like, wow, those numbers, those numbers don't, uh, it's not real. Like, it doesn't make any sense that that's a real thing, but it's just, yeah. I, know, it's, I still enjoy it. I like it in the, but it's not, it's not too bad in the pit because when they're working on the next bench, you kind of just, because I am I go from one hole and it takes me about 10 minutes to log a hole. So that's, so I finish logging a hole and then I finish logging the next hole, that'd be about 10 minutes. So you've got your log, you're down, you're up, you're driving. You know, I've got stabilizer legs that fold up, and then my truck's ready to drive forward. I drive forward, stop, my legs go back down again, the tool goes to vertical, and then whenever everything's happy, it drops it down the hole, and then it logs it in the hole, and then it comes back. So that's about 10 minutes. We call it 10 minutes. We can do it in down to about seven if you want to be a superstar and drive the truck into the ground. Um but, yeah, call 10 minutes, right? So, so you've got to think, if I'm sitting there and I'm on a pattern that's got – and you've seen how big they are um, – mm. I don't know, 5,000 holes on it. We're going to do every second row and we'll, we might do every hole on every second row. So you're just looking down the barrel of hundreds of holes in a row and that's it. You'll just do a row and that might be your shift. I mean, 10 hours of that. I'm telling you, that's where uh, starting TikTok comes from. When you're left doing things yes. like that with your time, <laughs> and you're sitting there thinking, "Mate, I'm surely I could be helping someone in the world somehow, some way, with what I know right now." Instead of just sitting here staring out the window, surely there's something I could be doing for somebody. I mean, I know it's my job, but you know, I've got a helping mentality and a helpful nature. So, just sitting there being a a production worker that's just connecting the dots, you know, putting the screw on the nut and then doing the next one a thousand times. That's just – I was told this job was going to be rocket science. You know, they've sold it to me as like, oh, yeah, they're semi-autonomous and it's going to be so – you know, it's going to be amazing. It'll take you a few months to get the, the hang of it and, you know, six months and you'll, and you'll be there. And once you know how it works, that's the end of it. you just got to wait for things to break. Then you can fix them and then and that's what you do. That's the only difference you have in your day. So – I've got seven monitors on me at all times, seven monitors running all the gear that's in the truck, and every one of them you've got to keep an eye on. They can be up to nine monitors if you've got a few other things set up as well. So, yeah, it's interesting. <laughs> you know, cool. it's, and three radios, and three radios. Oh, you know, you've got two go Tetras on. and a UHF. Yeah, got any other, everything's got to be on, and you've got to hear it all, and I've got about 50 other alarms and handbrake, oh. door open, uh, it was bird's nest alarm for the winches, you know, too fast, too slow, too hot, too cold. It's just there's an alarm for every alarm as well, you know. You know, and you go alarm blind. 
I'm just sitting there listening to John hey. Butler Trio or something. And I'm like, that doesn't sound like a banjo. And I'm like, it, you know, alarm's going off. I'm like, well, <laughs> I think it's the music half the time. <laughs> well, that's right. And it, it's, it's like signs. And my sister, who's been on the podcast quite a bit, hard hat mentor, steel cap sister, she, yep. she was, I've never forgotten for years, part of her, she's a, a culture and leadership specialist coach now. Oh, there's a train. Can you hear it? Yeah, I heard it go past. Did, did you hear it go? Doo-doo. Yeah, because there's a crossing yep. as well. So that means we have to have a drink. Ahoy. <laughs> Cheers. Oh, that was a little one that's gone. That was only a little one that's good. Um, Yeah, and she says, sign, sign, everywhere a sign, because they Mm. put up a sign, and once it's been there for so long, you don't even know it's a sign. You don't look at it Yeah, sign blind. And it can be the same with alarms. Yep, that's what I say Mm. to the new guys on that. I say, man, signs. I said, you you know, do you know what sign blind is? And they're like, oh, yeah, no, whatever. I'm like, you get that with your alarms. And the funny thing is you get in a truck with someone green and they, you know, they hear things differently the way we do because we're already uh, tuned to it all. So we'll hear a saw, an alarm and just be like, ah, I don't care about that. You don't even hear it anymore. But they'll hear an alarm and it will just keep going and then you're looking at them like, are you going to do something about that? <laughs> is it gonna- you know, can you not hear that? Like, what, it's, what's going on here? You know, it's so weird. But other times you'll just be thinking in a different train of thought and you'll be like, ah, that, what, I don't care. Like, it's, it doesn't yeah. mean anything. I don't, it doesn't matter. <laughs> so they have to know which alarm is one to care about. And it's the yeah, same which, which even is the real driving. <laughs> that's right. Even driving a truck, cat trucks especially. It's all right. Just okay it out. Okay it out. Okay it out. But there's some that. Um, don't just okay it out, won't go away, and you might just kill the truck or it might catch fire. Yeah, like, it, you yeah. need to know which ones, <laughs> which ones freaking count, you know. <laughs> you have to know that. Yeah, I've had that. Yeah, I've had the right one going off and yeah, you sit, and then you smell the smoke and you're like, oh, shit, I, I know that. I know what that means. <laughs> yeah, I know what that means. Exactly. And it can be the same with the two-way, especially when you're new and you're in with a trainer or when you get to a point where you're the trainer, like you're saying, and you can't understand anyone because you're not used to listening to two ways. And what did they say? And the trainer will be talking away or you're doing it yourself once you understand. You're talking away and then all of a sudden you go, hang on a minute, that's us. And they're like, what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's, that's what that I say. Yeah. You've got to tune into your circuit, your digger driver, your dozer driver, your supervisor, your truck number. What the hell is, you know, what's happening on your ramp, all of that needs to be in your radar. The rest of it can be bullshit. Stinking drillers coming down on the pattern. Yeah, yeah, come on in, you know. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, because sometimes it gets really busy on the radios, eh, and it gets full chat. Like the drill and blast guys, I mean, they just chat away the whole time because we're on the same channel as them. depends on who owns the pattern because whatever – a time of frame that the pattern's in, if it's drill still on there, it's drill and blast, but then it's going to be us, geoscience, and then it's going to go to blast, and then that's going to be it. So, But they can be still drilling it while we're on there, and then they can be – the drills can finish, and then the loading can happen while we're on there too. If we start 
logging from one end where the drill started, then load like blast will come in and start loading. So and you got mm. and then you got autonomous zones which have got their own radios, and then you're trying to organise. You know, you're trying to organise stuff because we need escorts and things, and uh, people are just on there talking just shit. Sometimes you're just like, man, we've got three radios, and you still can't hear what the hell's going on. But you're right. So once you're out, I see in all your big trucks, they write the asset number on the windscreen or on the windscreen and on the visor and on the dashboard and everywhere. So, you know, you're in, you know, WA612, whatever that is. You are in that one. Don't forget which truck you're in. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Because it's got the number on the outside. Yeah. It's on the outside. Yeah. You can't. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, So... Yeah, you're separate to drill and blast and the shop firers and all that. You're your own little, what did you call yourself? Geoscience. Geoscience. Department. So geoscience are the guys that do the, the yeah, they come and do the, the QAQCs on the holes and everything. They come and check the, the data after it's been drilled. Um, you know, the other drills, the, the guys that do the remote stuff and all that, they, they are with us as well, those, those drill teams where they have those mobile drills, the big drill trucks that they go and set up and they drill the holes. Those guys are part of uh, geoscience. And, they, and they'll and just do, yeah, so they just do like, I haven't seen them as much in coal up here as I have in gold where mm. they, they'd be like these little cool drills and they'd go and pop a big oversize that fell off the high wall and it's on the ramp or something or something that they couldn't load into a truck or or just um, one of the walls has fallen in and so they'll, they're going to go and do a bit of an area around there. It hasn't been blasted. They'll blast it. So they can go up on an angle and everything into the walls. Those, what did you call them? Ah. Um. The pit, the, nah, the pit vipers are the ones that are the autonomous. They run on the, bent, on the, on the uh, blast pad only. So they're the ones that are autonomous. They run from Perth. Um, the little D65s are the manned ones, and they work on contour, so around the edges of the pattern where it might be slopey and stuff, and they work around that, and they are, they are the manned ones. And then there's other drills that go out and do your uh, diamond drilling and stuff like that. Um, they are a truck with a big boom that will come up on the back, and that's like a, it's a portable drill rig. And then there's other um, rock commanders, which are like a – they look like an excavator, like a like a 30-ton excavator, but instead of having a bucket on the end, they've got a full drill rig uh, head on the end. So they can drill at any angle they want. So they're, they're pretty cool yeah. as well. And, yeah, um, I think that's what But, yeah, they all go all over the place. And, I mean, if you ever if you ever look up the side of a hill face and it looks like an ant colony, the little tracks and the little pads that are everywhere all over the side – kind of looks like a little ant thing, like tracks and that. That's what they've done. They go up and they do a little pad and then they go and drill there and then they move up a little bit further and drill and it's just all exploration. And that stuff's really cool we get into. Yeah. But, uh, Scary yeah, though. I go up there, log a hole. Yeah, it's steep stuff. Like they, some of those mm. guys, they've got to make sure there's enough diesel in their tank when they're driving up and down those things because otherwise if the diesel gets starved for the pickup in the tank, they just all, they'll die on the hill. And the truck will be stuck there. These they're massive eight wheel, like eight wheel drive Tetras and uh, Tatras or Tartas or something like that. These big military looking trucks. They use them oh, and they're oh, cool. yeah, it's just crazy stuff. It's just crazy stuff. So the service car wouldn't be able to get up there to fuel them up if they ran out. 
would they? They do, though. Yeah, yeah, they do. Oh, yeah, they, yeah, but they, yeah. they just got to make sure you just got to be prepared before you make the climb because if it, if it goes to shit halfway up, you're kind of I mean, some steep terrain. Yeah, even for me and my little yeah. truck. So mine's a That's mine's what a I was going to ask you about your truck. Yeah, so it's like a like a canter. You're like a Mitsubishi canter. You imagine one of those little kind of sort of delivery trucks, but just with oh, this yeah, huge yeah. boom and everything on the back. Yeah, and they pack up pretty tight, but. Uh, They've been converted to automatic, so that way the computer can shut down the drivetrain, so they don't drop. You can't drive it while the tool's in the ground. So they used to be manuals, now they're automatics. It's, it's, That's a good idea. I mean, it's, there's 20 different systems in them that it's all they're all confusing each other at all times. So you've got to be the guy in the middle. It's like the Men in Black movie where there's the little man inside the guy, and he's just pulling the levers and all the little alien, and he's doing all of that. It's kind of what I do. I'm the little alien inside the truck pulling all the levers and pushing all the buttons. <laughs> oh <my laughs> On the outside, it looks like it does it all by itself. Oh. You've got some little, yeah, some little, some little weirdo hobbit guy in there just pushing all the buttons. <laughs> that's me. Oh, yeah, well, that's you. Yeah, oh, that's gold. Yeah, and we're all over six foot, so we just. <laughs> yeah, you're big weirdo hobbits, not little ones. <laughs> yeah, big... <laughs> we're like a rugby team, eh? So we're, te- we're three teams of three in my team. We're the biggest guys there, and when we walk through the office, like we look like we're coming for you. Like it's so, and I'm the smallest guy out of the two guys I work with, and it's so funny because some of the guys are just like, "Man, when we see you coming, we just, we don't know what's going to happen. <laughs> we're just we're just having a laugh. Like we don't care, man. We just we just struggle to fit in our trucks. You know, it's they're not really designed for us. Yeah, it's funny. Yeah. So when you said about how they had to change from manual to automatic so they couldn't drive off, is that Clearly, because some people were driving off with with the thing in the ground, and that would be expensive. Um, <laughs> yeah, so there's two stabilizer legs that come down, and they just deploy and push down at the back of the truck, so the wheels don't really have drive anymore. So they go down and they self level, and then the whole thing's level, and then they activate the tool on the ground. But accidents do happen, as we all know. If, any, if it can go wrong, it will go wrong. If someone can do it, someone will do it. So I'll let your imagination take that one as far as you want to. I'm sure around the world it's happened. <laughs> well, we're the only ones that have got these things, and we've only got about, I think we've got about 25 of them maybe. Um, it's our own tech. We are moving worldwide with it. But, uh, yeah, it doesn't take much. <laughs> you only need five people running the thing. Every, all five of them are going to do something different. I tell you, it's, it's hilarious. I've seen some pretty wild stuff, but yeah, that's that's one for that's one to uh, put put in the uh, history books. Not <laughs> I've seen some funny <laughs> stuff. <laughs> it's um, uh, like in the dump trucks. Well, all machines on site. If you go to fuel up. And trucks drive off still with the um, hose attached, and that that gets messy. Especially the big ones because they're that big lock coupler. Oh yeah, disaster. Mm. Yeah. But, yeah, and the amount of times you're trying to get the what is it, the Wiggins fitting onto the uh, refill point in a truck, and half of them are all bent, and because they've been damaged that many times and you can't do it yeah left on the ground they get ran over 
Yeah, no, I mean the bit on the truck. The bit on oh, the truck yeah, yeah. gets damaged as well as the Wiggins in the, uh, yeah. It's like, how? I mean, it'd be harder to wreck it than it would just to not. You know, you just, who does this stuff, eh? Yeah. It's the fairies, and the funny thing is that. It's the rocks. It's a big rock, did it? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But what are they doing that close to it all, all the time, eh? It's like things happen. It's the weirdest place working out there, and this is – I don't want to get, give the wrong impression here, but accountability is such a strange thing. It's like there's massive accountability for certain things, but zero for others. You know, I've never worked anywhere where you can have a bingle and they're more worried about you emotionally than they are about how you got there in the first place. You know what I mean? Like, it's really strange, eh? Like, I've had a, I've had a couple of incidences on site. Um, and the main thing has been like, oh, you all right? Do you need to go and have a rest? This is just from, you know, you reverse over a stop sign or something stupid. You know, nothing. You know, you just some nothing. It just, you bingle a sign, you bingle the truck. It's just a, just a bit of a scratch. You know, it's a touch-up. No big deal. And I'm just like, nah, that's cool, man. Let's just get it fixed and, and, and move on, you know? Like, you know, we'll go through the process of what we need to. It's obviously an incident on site. And they're so worried about your emotions and how you feel and if you're going to be okay. And I'm just like, man, they don't mean to sound rude, but I don't care about this. I'm, I'm happy to just move forward. Let's, let's, let's do what we have to do. I care that something got damaged, but I'm not, going to, you know, I'm not going to get upset about it or anything that I did it. But they're dealing with people of such a vast, such a vast um, emotional statuses and life skills and and worldly um, understanding, you know, you've got people out, out there that don't know how to butter bread, you know, and it, it's it, it's a weird place. It's a weird place for me. I come from a tradie background where, you know, people beating each other up and lighting each other on fire and flicking razor blades at each other and all the crazy stuff that was like we all caught, thought it was fun, you know, and then and I had to go into a retail sector where it was working with younger guys and people that had like feelings and and emotions and, and, you know, you couldn't do things like that anymore and, and it all changed and then I get out on site and it's like, it's just like, wow, I'm so glad I was already conditioned to the um, mental health considerations of an employee by the time I got out there because you get these hard case guys out there that are still living in that world from, you know, you shovel shit from morning to night. You got a problem with it? Too bad. They'll whip you with the shovel. You know, it's 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 too bad. So sad. If you can't do it, you're a sissy and all this other crap. You know, and they're still out there now. And that blows my mind that those people are still around. You know, and they, I'm kind of like that in the core where it's like, let's just work, man. We got to get this done. But you you need to learn on site to stop, step back, do the procedure as it's required. There is no rush. There is no panic. There is no shit. We got to get it done right now. Well, I haven't experienced that. That's that's just my take on it, and that's weird too. I love it. I feel very safe on site. I really, really appreciate the way things are done out there. Other people would say different things. If you knew where I worked, you'd you'd, have, you'd know all about it. But um, no, I feel safe. Yeah, I like it. I appreciate it. And it's a fine balance, isn't it? And there's just so many grey areas across all levels of mining when it comes to 
even training and procedures and, and all the things on most sites, alarms, signs, you know, <laughs> it's like, yeah, but yeah, yeah, yeah there's this, but yeah, that, that one's all right. Or, and then now how it's moved, like you said, that, um, I guess it's a good. I I see it as a good thing that they now start to care about people's mental health and their emotions, which I'm sure you're not saying that you don't at all. But um, it's interesting that that's what they're going to first instead of now. What went wrong? What can we do to prevent this from happening again? So, the, like people yep. don't reverse over a stop sign. How did it end up that this even happened? To yep. How are you doing? Are you all right? You know, are you okay? Um, do you want to have a couple of, you know, no one ever, once a supervisor said to me, are you all right, Leanne? I'm like, not really. And he said, go up to the crib, have a cup of tea. I'll be up there in a minute. Right, copy that. Like, oh, if I'd been hammered by big rocks all night and then just got absolutely hammered by one, had to take it up the dump and when I was tipping it out, it lifted my truck up and rocked me around and I, like, it was night shift, 3 o'clock in the morning and the dozer driver saw it and he's like he, on the two-way, fuck, you were right in there. I'm like, no. Yeah. <laughs> and um, watching all the lights was, flashing all over the place, eh? <laughs> oh, God, yeah, and alarm's going off. <laughs> yeah. And it, and when it's come back down, it smashed back down and then the tray followed down and that's when I kind of got to the point, I don't want to do this anymore. <laughs> I'm getting a bit over this. I'm getting too old. <laughs> yeah, no, it was too. That was too much. But he cared, which was nice. Yeah, it's handy, you know. It's like you got. It's, it's a weird. It is. I don't know. It's different. It's. I mean, other things. There's other things I found weird out there, but it's, it's going to be personal to you to, to going out there. And it's like, I where I live, there's not a lot of multiculture. And as, as weird as it sounds, you know, like I don't, I don't care about anything. I got no, I got no drama with anyone. No one's different in my eyes. But when you don't see much multiculture, you go out to a mine site. And I tell you, if you weren't, if you were someone who had a, a, a biased opinion about people and things like that, you'd be, you'd be inundated with it. You know, those people that have those mindsets ingrained about people from where they come from or what they do or how they look or how they talk or whatever. If you got any of that going on, you got a chip on your shoulder with any of that. Mining ain't for you, man. Like you know, it's, 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 you go out there now, and even on my crew, it won't I mean, last so many. Anymore. No chance in the world, eh? Like I mean, you could be in my town here. I've got, you know, people who run certain restaurants or whatever. That's it. You know, you got the that culture run and that sort of thing. That culture doing that sort of thing, and that's it. Not. Nowhere in the street, in the areas or anything like Perth, we've got certain areas where everyone lives there, everyone lives there and all that sort of stuff. That's just sort of segregation. There's just nothing like that here. And, and, and when I went away, even just at the airport my first time, I'm sitting there, I'm like, wow, there is people from every part of the world and we're all heading to the same place. And then I got there and I was just yeah. like, wow, man, this is crazy. And then I met my team and I was like, far out. Like, and it's funny how so certain people do certain things. You know, you you find there's a little they, they they are drawn to those kind of roles, and it's really weird, eh? But if you didn't like it, you'd struggle with that because it's very very mm. in your face and very pronounced, and and um, yeah, it's strange. 
there's a few strange things going on out there. I tell you what, if you're someone that's got strong opinions about things, then it's definitely not the place to go, because you're just gonna, you're gonna, I don't know, you're just gonna eat yourself alive, I suppose. And if if you don't get shut down by your crew and the people around you, um, which sadly sometimes doesn't happen when it should, you know, they let someone. Mm be like that on crew um then it can go there's so many levels that it can go to now especially where they they care about discrimination and they listen and there's steps and there's this and there's that and there's um uh consequences and people get fired or moved a lot of times they'll just move people to a different crew which isn't changing anything it's just moving the problem around and then it yeah. I've seen this quite a few times. Then they end up getting turfed and they just go to another mine and take their yeah, bloody the again. shit attitude like the with, shit them, with them, you know. Yeah. And like, I love that you're saying that. If you're like that, don't go to mining. Don't do it, man. No, because you've got to live with these people now. Exactly. And you've got to look after each other and you, you become family. I, and I always say you don't have to get on with every you know you don't necessarily want to you have to be best mates with everybody you just got to have a yeah or love them all and because i'm such a nice friendly happy open soul and i just want to be friends with everybody but once i learned that no it's all right it's like family you've got the you know the weird uncle and the off tap cousin and the (laughs) the ones you're happy not seeing every you know only once a year (laughs) The stepdad and the old bloody cranky granddad, and ex- but you do, and because you have to, if you want yeah. to stay there, yeah. You but you don't, and, you, and you're not scurvy, yeah. And you're not, you can't like because I'm in a team, so we're three teams of three. Um, so the two guys that I'm teamed up with, we're solid as. But even we admit we're like, man, we're not going to hang out on R and R. We got other shit to do. Like we live together as is. We don't need to do that. You know, so one of the blokes I have breakfast and dinner with every day. That's just our routine. And the other guy, he goes back to his room. He does, you know, we don't, we, we all catch up on site, but we're pretty busy with what we're doing in the trucks. Once we're out there, we're in our own truck and we're not there fluffing around. We're not chatting and hanging out and stuff. And then we, we come in and do a, you know, you, we do our handovers in the morning and then in the afternoon. If you get caught up in your catch up with the next crew and all that, having a laugh and that, you stuff your hand out, handover up because you've got, paperwork mm. to send off and, and files to upload and all this sort of hoo-ha, you know, the 12-step bloody program instead of it, you know, they like to make things <laughs> convoluted. It's just yeah. it's a pain in the ass. <laughs> you're just like, uh, you're like, <laughs> click enter and then click okay. That's I want that to be how it works, right? Let's just click the button and fucking stun. Not cup, copy, join, c- cable, friggin' different programs, send, receive, refresh. I'm dude. We're, you know, multi-million dollar operation. We're piss, we're piss farting around with all this shit. You know, I tell you, I did, that's that's just me having a little cry because <laughs> I'm just like, I'm like, mate, let's get in there, let's get it done, let's get out. <laughs> but it's fun now. The teams are good, and and my my crew's cool, and we, we do it. We do a little, you know, you do a little beef between each other. You know, like me, our, my got my crew, right? My guys. They've got their crew, but I worked with everybody when I started. I went through the rounds with everybody, and, I, and wherever I'd ended up, I would have been, you know, the same friendships as I have now with these guys. But we've got our team, 
There's the other guys have all got there and they've all got their little clicks and their ways of doing things. But as a whole, you know, you don't mess with us because we'll still look after each other as a, as, a, right. as a business team. And then our department is the next thing. Like don't mess with our department because then that, that includes the drillers. That includes these guys. And if you see a driller that's having a bad day, man, and you're in the, in the mess, you're like, dude, get over here. It's really funny. When, 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 when we're in pre-starts and that, everyone's there kind of got their grumpy face on, you know. It's like it's early, so no one's allowed to be happy and buzzy and all this shit. And um, it's all business. It's all tough guy yeah. shit, you know. Oh, yeah, you know, if we're we're going to go out and save the day and be, be the, you know, we're going to run that mine. But when you're out on site and you see people, everyone's waving, and everyone's mates, and everyone's out the window honking the horn, giving each other shit on the radio, you know. And at the end of the day, when everyone's burnt out and stuffed, and they're all just covered in shit, and everyone's had enough, then it's just like. Yeah, man, good day. You know, we made it. Another day, tick it off the list. And then you go back to your room and then the morning starts again and then there's that funny little that grumpy silence again in the morning. And you're like, dude, we're all, we all get along so well out on site when we're passing each other. We could be a group of 100 comrades, you know, like it's, I don't know, it's strange. Everyone sort of, they segregate themselves, but as a as a team, we're we're a, we're a whole, and then as a department, we're a whole. At the end of the day, as a mine, we're a whole as well. It's us, it's still us versus everyone else. And if your mine is split, then you've got that weird shit going on. But I work in two mines. I work on two ends of a mine, two actually separate mines, but same place. Um, and they bicker between each other, and you're like, what the. F- Man, you know, the shit's all going to the same bloody port. It's all going to the same country, man. We're all doing the same yeah. shit. And and there's so many levels of that, isn't there? There's, the like you say, the stuff that's good banter and then there's the serious, no, but we really don't like that crew because when we change <laughs> over with them on our last day, you know, their OC does the drive around and he just, picks us like all we want to do is go home and he's he'll call up each truck and you know do you know what your hazards are in this area it's like fuck off we just want to go home man you come he's just yeah, had man. his week off and he's all fresh and so we don't like yeah, that he's full of bloody and then, nah. yeah and then there's <laughs> always have you seen the song it's on youtube i think there's a, a thing and it's the the other fucking crew it's hilarious yeah. there's a few different versions of it and um and so we always say that about where we, the crew that you swap out with. So, oh, they set us up again. Bloody A crew set us up again, you know, and we've got all yeah. the lighting plants are in, in the wrong spot and they started a drop cart and just didn't get everything finished and then just went home and we're on night shift and we've got to go and do the shit bit that they should have done on day shit. Yeah. We don't know what happened during the day. <laughs> You know, decisions that were made that are out of their control. Yeah, yeah, they were down the other end of the mine. They had a flat tire. It was just shit. And it, yeah, no one. We we get we kind of get it, like because there's definitely a, cr- a cross shift that you want to cross shift with, and then there's cross shift that you're like, oh fuck, like, this is gonna the truck's gonna stink, and there's gonna be shit laying around, and you're like, man, yes, I don't want to deal with this crap. Because I'm a I'm a bit of a hard case, you know. I've worked. I've, I've worked with a lot of people and I've had a lot of people work. I've had to manage a lot of people. I've had to work with very, very difficult people before, very difficult people. And um, difficult in a comprehension sense and a behavioural sense. And um, 
because I worked with a disability support agency working with, with guys. And at the end of the day, it was my methods work because I got guys that weren't leaving their house and then uh, for two years. And then I had, you know, their whole goal was to make a sandwich. And in the end, I had them working and riding around in town and going out and doing their own thing. So the, 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 situ- the system works. But in line with that, it's uh, it's it's a bit of a hard case mentality, and it's a bit of a, a bit of a discipline thing where it's like, like mate, we've got a job to do here. Let's uh, let's kick some ass, you know. Let's do it. If they don't have the confidence to, to do it on their own, I will share my enthusiasm and my uh, I'll make myself bigger to be able to share a piece of me that they can use it, um, and it could be, give them strength and courage to do the right thing. Um, that's what I struggle with this in mining. What I was saying about the behavioural things before and the um, you know, like if something happened to the truck and you were operating the truck, who's responsible for that? You are not someone was driving the truck and something happened to the truck. Oh, no, I don't know what happened. That's not the answer. <laughs> I can tell you. It drives me up the wall. Eh? Like you just look at something and you're like, dude, how, the, how did that happen? But you do know how it happened and you know who was in the truck. But there's such this weird culture thing where it's just like, oh, nah, I don't know. No one knows how that happened. And that's really funny for me to wrap. It took me a long time to wrap my head around that, a very long time. That's those fairies you were talking about earlier. The fit, mate. Yeah, you know them. And you're just like, well, that's kind of weird. Uh, they're, they're bloody. Yeah. But then you know what? Sometimes something might happen that you might forget to – because days are long. And you know that. Days are long out there. People don't get that mm. in our days out there, it's two days. It's minimum because, you, I mean, you pre-start and before you even set off, there's already a couple of hours worth of stuff. The world still hasn't even woken up yet. And you, you've mm. done so much. And it, your morning, you can be in one place in the morning, another place in the afternoon. And the people you interact with, the, the sites you're at, the different rules, the, the different tasks you're doing, the days are long. At the end of the day, sometimes you hand over and you're like, nah, it's all good. And you're like, oh, shit, no, nah, hang on. That's broken. This snap, that yeah. doesn't work anymore. <laughs> you know, you're like, oh, yeah. oh gosh, flat tire. Because <laughs> like, yeah. you don't want to yeah. hold on to all those things too, eh? And, you know, if there's something that's not working in the truck and you just sit down and cry about it all the time, you just do your head in. But sometimes, you know, sometimes just like, fuck, I don't want to think about this shit anymore, man. I just want to bloody potter along and do my job and, yeah, it's so funny at the end of the day when you're reflecting on it all, you're like, oh, yeah, the wheel fell off. Forgot about that. And we spent half the day trying yeah. to get it sorted out. <laughs> exactly. You're like, how did that happen? And, ludicrous. Yeah. And then, oh, yeah, that's right. We forgot about the – there was that emergency in the – Yeah, you know, we got stood down. a lot down. of other stuff happens outside of our sphere of control that, you know, we ain't got nothing to do. Oh, the weather or the this or the that. Yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, lightning warnings, yeah. So because we've got that tool that goes in the ground, once lightning is um, approaching, mm. we pack up. So Because it takes our tool about 10, 15 minutes to pack the whole truck away ready to drive. So we cannot escape if something's happening now. If it's happening now, it's too late. We abort. So we bail, jump in with blast or whoever's around, and we just get uh, taken away and we leave the truck there just to let nature take its course. Yeah. So do they have someone who is responsible for tracking a storm to see how far yep. away the lightning is and and yep. all of that? Because we have 
all of that as well as um, sensors on the high walls and if wolves are moving yeah. and, and shit. Yeah, so, that yeah, you've got all your cameras. Is anyone watching yeah, that alarm? A... That wall's moving. No one's telling us we have to move. <laughs> yeah, you see this little thing in the corner of your IA and you look over and you're like, there's just debris, little fluff of dust, and you're like, hang on, how much of that just moved? Like, but they know what they're doing. They're pretty good with that. So, yeah, we've got WeatherGuard, which is an app. I mean, that's a, that's a public thing. I suppose anyone can have it. Um, and it tracks lightning because, you know, what it's like in those uh, environments, it's that dry lightning, you know. It's a... Uh, it's worse when there is no no winter. I mean, it, it, seasons are so funny out there, and that dry lightning is just the, there's so much charge in the air that it's. I mean, it, the best lightning storms you'll ever see in the Pilbara. Hey? Mm, well, e- even out here in the um, Bowen Basin for the coal, where I've worked at some bank camps, <laughs> just being out on a mine site. And you don't have the interference of buildings and most of the time trees or whatever. But when it comes to the sky, that is the best part. The sunrises, the sunsets, the storms, the moon, the stars. Yeah. You know, oh God. It's it really takes your breath away. You know, I remember being up on a I was dumping up we were on a high dump. Uh, the highest one in our pit at the time, a new one, and there was this amazing sunset over the whole pit. It was crazy, and I called the dozer driver up, and it was end of shift or towards the end, getting closer, you know, and I said, copy dozer 10, and he, get, he looked at me, knew it was me, and he goes, yeah, what do you want? <laughs> I'll never forget. I said, have you seen the sky? And he goes, what? What are you talking about? I said, look at that. And he went, <laughs> Oh my God! Yeah, it's pretty good though. <laughs> and and he's looking at me doing these with his hands. He's like, "You're an idiot!" But you know, you got to find those light moments out there because everyone, like you said before, everyone gets so freaking serious. Be oh, I try to be find some lightness, find some happiness, find some boots that you can just you know. We all got to be here. Let's at least try and enjoy it a little bit while we're there, you know. Like I I remember a guy, oh, Rusty. G'day, Rusty. I know he listens. He sit next to me on the bus and we're having a chat, especially that first day back after you've been on mm. break. You call it R&R. We more than often call it break. And, um, and so we're driving back in and the closer we got to, the pit, the more his body language. He'd slump yeah. in the chair in the bus <laughs> and he'd go, oh, really? He'd actually say, I really don't want to be here. And, the, oh, wow. you know, how do I, you know, I'm not, I'm, I'm here, mate. Don't drag me down as well. You know, I'm like, come on, Rusty, you'll be right. Once you get in your dozer, once you get in your dozer, you'll be all right. I used to say, you go, oh, no, 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 and then carry on but god yeah it's funny you know if you got to i don't know it's a strange the mind game isn't it it's like anything but once you're there i mean like i look i like coming in the day before and i you know i take the early flight to get there so i can set my room up and get all my gear sorted and sit back and relax my other crew come on the, the later flight because they're in perth so they're only five minutes away from the airport but they come in a bit later they don't have the time i mean i come in and i got washing to do like because i i'd usually have 
Maybe th- uh, my washing from my second week will be ready to go. And, um, you know, it might not sound that glamorous, but you don't have time to do anything. So on fly-out day, you try and get out a little bit early, you go and wash the trucks up for the handover and everything, and then you bugger off at 8, 8.20 in the morning. We fly from site to come home, and then, yeah, I get back to my place pretty late in the day, oh, about 3 o'clock in the day then. But, yeah, the, t- the mindset... I think it's fine. When I get there, I'm like, man, you just got to go into that. You're at work now. Get your little camp. You get your room That's set up. Right. You get all your exactly. bits and pieces out, man. Make your it's fun, eh? You make your room. Get your gadgets organised. You get, you get your get your routine ready. You know how you're gonna now you're gonna ring and chat with rallies and you know your family and stuff during the week and 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 what's gonna happen next. I mean, it's never really. The interesting thing is because you've got service guys and stuff that do their bit, you know, and you've, if you drive the truck, there's going to be a technician that works on it. You're not, you don't have the responsibility of sort of busting your ass all day long in most of the roles, you know, because liability comes down to people who are actually ticketed to do what they're supposed to do. It's not so much it all falls on your hands no matter what happens. So you don't have this continuous pressure that you have to just keep the machine going. Like I don't think that's, I don't have that perception of pressure at all. And I think a lot of the machine operators wouldn't, you know, they kind of ring the bell and go, no, no, I'm out. Like the truck's stuffed and someone's got to come and fix it now. So I don't know. It's, it's strange. Some people start their day, but they're the ones that are staying up late. They're the ones that are drinking piss. They're the ones that rely on coffee to keep them alive and all this and energy book drinks and all this junk, you know, they've put their bodies out of balance and their minds go with it. So those people will struggle but I could not imagine being somewhere like that and just being like, I don't want to be here. Like that is just so far away from reality to have that mindset, the damage that it'd be doing to you mentally and then physically um, sometimes would be irreversible, you know. That's right. And sadly, it's very common. Um, yeah. I've, I've had that and my listeners who listen to the podcast know that various reasons over the years I've been exactly like that um and the thing is that a lot of people get to a point where they can't leave because of the golden handcuffs do you want to speak to that I've spoken about it a lot but let's hear what you say yeah definitely um my situation is pretty good so and I'm starting to share a little bit more about that with my uh, TikTok audience or my – I do TikTok, Facebook, and YouTube and Instagram. I'm trying to sort of cover it all so the opportunities there for people. Um, you know, it definitely is providing a service for people, so the more I can share it with, the better for them uh, in the end. But I'm sharing with them a little bit more now the reality of what I do because I did do a video about when I'm on break saying oh, I don't really do much, you know, I just sort of – hang out and that sort of thing. I touched on it a little bit earlier oh, as well. Hang on, I've got to interrupt. They're, they're the ones where you were topless in the pool? This is where in I the, just hang out? <laughs> yeah, I just hang out in the pool, yeah. So there was that one. Yeah, that was, was my like, first oh, one. Oh, go, Mitch, yeah. he's really coming out. He's coming out. <laughs> coming out. Oh, well, that's it. It didn't get me any extra followers, I'll tell you that much. <laughs> I might have lost a couple. <laughs> but that was that was kind of that was trying to help people where it's like you know you don't have to be there for everybody you don't don't freak out about going and seeing jim joe jeff fred friggin 
you know, everybody because that's going to do you in. You're going to be working harder when you're at home than you are on bloody mind side, you know, and that's – I got it. One of my guys gets gets a bit of that, you know. He finds it very hard. Um, I don't. I get a little bit – I get a little bit recluse, I think, you know. I don't – probably for the first six months. It was funny too because when I started, I'm going to – I digress a little bit. When I started, I had to shave my beard. So I had this beard for 10 years. I'd only shaved it once in 10 years. It was eight years ago. But they said I had to shave it because I had to do the fit test. So you've got to make sure a mask is going to fit on your face. And then they said to me, they kind of they snuck up on me at the end of the interview, you know, and they said, you only have to do it once. For a fit test, that's it. We'll send you to a site where that's not required. And I said, yeah, okay. I said, other than that, the beard's coming back. And then you get to sight and then, you know, let it grow, start growing back. And then people start going, oh, you know, you're not allowed to have a beard here. And I'm like, well, mate, I tell you. Um, I was told differently. So that's another thing for the listeners to, you know, it's a whole other story there about being told one thing and reality is another. Uh, they need boots filled. They need people on the ground. Yeah. That's right. And I'll just bring it in the beard thing. Um that's happened to the real miner and quite a few people that I know here because underground, um, some sites you can't work underground if you've got a beard or a mow because of the, I think it's the self-rescuer has to fit. Um, and they've uh, done heaps of studies and the union have, you know, fought against it and in and so some sites let you have a beard, some don't. Some let you have a mow um, and then they have their seven, 14-day growth, you know, and then just shave to go back to work. But the real miner has told me about he's been at inductions and they said they've told people you can't have a beard and they just get up and walk out. They're like, well, I'm not working here then and go. They're like, no, nothing's worth my beard, man. So it's something that I don't think I've brought up on the podcast, but it's real. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, it's funny because it's like, um, yeah, it's, there's some interesting ways you can look at it and different ways you can put it and, and you know, it all depends on whatever you want to believe. But, um, you know, it makes me who I am. It's a, it's a part of the whole package. I mean, it's. I don't know, it's not like you could say to a woman, I'll shave your head or a bloke, shave your head or some other crap, you know. It's a, it's a hard one. But at the end of the day, I sort of, I fought it and the uh, the parent company, um, I spoke with the hygiene officers and everything and then if I was willing to pay for a positive air pressure respirator, a PAPA, that's a full head helmet that has um, filters and fans and it blows fresh air in on your face. I did all that research and then found the product and then they approved it for use on site. So I have my own one. I paid for that. Um, How much was that? I know the listeners are wondering. That one I got was a um, Pure Light Extreme, it's called. They are from a company in Australia. I think it's ATB products or something funny like that, but it's called the Pure Light Extreme. And they are about eight hundred something dollars. So that is the alternative yeah, to the yeah, that's the alternative to the the three M, you know, the Pure Flow. Um, uh, not the not the Pure. What's the three M one? They have a 
ad flow. It's the it's the alternative to the ad because the three M one's about twenty three hundred bucks, and it has a pack on the side here yeah, right. and a hose to um and all this sort of gibberish. You know, the the drillers have been have been issued that now from their company. One of the guys, one of the mobs I work with there, they've been issued them so they can have their beards grow. Because at the end of the day, right, if you want to argue this point, this means everybody, everybody on that site has to raise a shave that morning if that's going to be the policy, everybody. And you think they're going to mm. check everybody's face, razor shaved every single morning, the supervisor that's going in the pit, the service vehicles, everybody. I mean, there could be women that have got more hair on their face, you know, that they need to razor shave their face as well. True. Because what they do is they'll show you a, zoom, a zoomed-in grain of hair to a seal, <laughs> have a little pluck, but they'll show you the zoom in and show you why the texture is so important to the seal. So it has to be, I mean, after an hour, some blokes have already blown it after shaving because it's just so coarse it's coming out and it's not going to seal perfectly. Oh, yeah. you know? So really, it's a, strange, it's a strange argument, isn't it? I mean, you can get technical and, and really I'm just a stubborn bastard that uh, at the end of the day, the missus said to you, if the beard goes, then uh, good, luck, uh, good luck when you get home. <laughs> I said, yeah, well, I want it back too. <laughs> well, I will say to the missus, when, well, you went through it though, didn't you? Because it happened. You did lose it once. I did it. Um, but yeah. with the real miner, when he did and went to work and came back, I'd forgotten that he, <laughs> and I was like, oh, yeah. oh, oh, this is hell? kind of like a new <laughs> fella. You know, yeah. <laughs> and it was it was a bit fresh after a few. I'm like, oh, all right then. But then it was like, and because he had no mo either, and um, mm. yeah, that was weird. But yeah, he's got a mo back, I think now, so it's all good. But it, it's important for blokes to know, and women, I guess, if your bloke has got a beard, you love that beard, little goatee even. And you're like, get a job in the mines, pay off the house, bro. Let's go. Yeah. <laughs> what do you mean you're gonna yeah. shave off your beard? <laughs> yeah. And if you're like, yeah. man, that's ludicrous. Like, and that, and so what? The roundabout part of that story is, so I went from, I went and did that yes, the day I had to do the fit test. Yeah. And when I got home, because I'm pretty well known in my town, and I worked in a pretty you know, I was sometimes talking to a hundred different people a day in one of the roles I had in town here. Um, I would go out and no one would know me, which was kind of handy because then we would get in and out. We'd go and do our shopping and things like that. And I didn't call it because I tell you, we go, I go to buy butter or milk and I'm there for four hours, you know. So it's just every aisle you go down to somebody else. We joke. We always go, oh, how many people today? And we'll be like, I reckon we'll get stopped by Four, but we'll probably see about six that we know, you know, and have a little wave. And that's, you know, your Bunnings oh. and your Woolies and that sort of stuff. It's funny. and uh, But, yeah, yeah we're very we're very much part of our town. Yeah. Yeah, if you got the, oh, you got the local, it's guaranteed. Yeah, it's guaranteed. But um, so, yeah, people didn't really know who I was. So uh, I went through this weird sort of phase where I wasn't going out much. And, and then when you come back from site, because everything is so well managed there and so well run and like people aren't stupid on the road, the vehicles are all in good, reasonably good nick. People aren't cutting each other off. They're not they're all banged up. There's not, signs aren't all smashed. There's not burnouts and shit all over the roads. 
um, you come back to town and you get this f- funny anxiety about driving again with people. And because I'm landing in Perth, my hometown is not crazy compared to Perth, but site is very, very well managed and well run. And you've got asset number all over you, so you can't do anything stupid because you're going to get pinged by somebody. Um, but, you know, the old code. Oh, I didn't get the asset number. <laughs> when the guy, you see someone come off the side of the road or lose half their shit. Ah, I didn't see the asset number. Yeah, going, nah. It'll happen so, so far. See, I've, I've <laughs> never heard it. I've I've never heard it called an asset number. Yeah, we have yeah, a number numbers, yeah, on there. So. I don't know what yeah. what sort of number it is, but what you know, what was the what was the number? The light vehicle number or the truck number or the, yeah, but asset number is yeah. uh, new to me. There might be more Western mm. Australian, maybe. Yeah, and because, like, I mean, even all the water tanks on site have an asset number because, I mean, they've got, got so much water. Yeah. The fuel tanks, everything, it's bonkers, eh? And, I mean, even to, to show how extreme things are out there, they have dive crews come out from Perth to inspect water tanks that are that big. Dive, I mean, you're out on a mine site and there's guys walk around scuba gear and you're like, where the, what is this? <laughs> like, this just doesn't make any sense. Big truck with you know, Perth Diving Academy on the side, and you're like, dude, fuck, what the hell is that truck doing here, eh? And then you're like, oh, they're going to check the tanks. And you're like, wow. It's just And to see million litres of fuel sitting there in, in uh, you know, four 200,000-litre tanks, a million litres of fuel, and you're like, that's just one of a dozen depots here. And you're just like, this is just ludicrous, the way things work, you know? But, yeah, so... Everything's yeah. big. It's and just lots. big. It's just big and crazy. Yeah, it's big and crazy. But again, it's safe and it's comfortable. Yeah. And yeah, so I, yeah, I'd come home and I'd feel weird. So I wouldn't really get out of the house much. I'd find it a bit, a little bit daunting. So my car kind of sat there and went to shit a little bit. So the spiders took over with that. Um, <laughs> and then that's why I tried to share that sort of video to go like I don't really do much. But I do have the boys over because I've got my Barbie area and I'll have them over one one out of maybe three R&Rs or something. I tried to make it more, but then the time comes, you just can't be bothered with it. So I'm, I'm not that social to begin with. Um, but, yeah, so the R&R hang on, thing hang on. is right. – So hold that. I need to talk to you about your barbecues because I watched that. <laughs> I was like, oh, that's cool. That's cool. Yeah. Oh, he's got a smoker. Oh, he's got that. Oh, and he's got that thing up there and on top of the <laughs> it, it was like all these different varieties of barbecues and Webbers and smokers and I can't remember what else. I, I was, you know, I don't mind a barbie myself, but I was blown away. I watched that one twice, yeah. so there's two watches on there. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take all the views I can get. <laughs> But that's it. So that's and that's where um, that's why I'm doing those ones now because it's like the, the point was I don't FIFO hasn't bought me any of this stuff. Nothing you'll see when I do those upcoming videos of my uh, comfort areas and things like that has come from anything to do with the money I've earned working away. So <clears throat> that's my barbecue area. That's my been my setup for six years. I mean I got rid of some, so mm. I had a few more Webers there. That's just how I cook. So even last night I did a pork belly on the rotisserie on the charcoal. So, And I like to do that because it gives me something to do when I'm home. Uh, it keeps me busy. I provide for the family. 
Um, and you know they're cooking my. It's it's me. It's it's a bit of heart and soul cooking food like that. You can't stuff around, otherwise you'll bloody you'll burn it. You know you'll, you'll stuff it up. So I like that. <clears throat> Sorry, I'm losing my bloody breath. <laughs> Time for another beer. You're right. Um, and have a drink. Have a drink. Have a drink. Yeah. Here it comes. Fresh out of the. Um. Right. Well, so you're yeah, fresh out of wanna... the fridge. Hang on. I've I've just got to go and get one. Um. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Hang on. Now for a word from our sponsor, Julia Hartman and the Bantax Accounting Group. If you head to bantax.com.au forward slash miners, that's B-A-N-T-A-C-S, you can download a free booklet all just for us miners. And there's also a spreadsheet in there that helps you check off what tools you have for your trade, like your isolation lock, work boots, seven shirts, all of these sorts of things. And you can weigh them up and it'll tell you if you qualify weight-wise to claim your trips out to work. I strongly urge you to head to bantax.com.au forward slash miners and tell them Mad Mumsy sent you. Okay, it's my turn to crack a can now. Ready, listen. Yeah, let her rip. That's the one. And now, because I've got off red wine, but when I'm home, I drink beer in a wine glass. Because I'm... <laughs> <laughs> it's just fancy. weird and now I just... I'll keep fancy and you get like two beers out of... Yeah. One can. Into two. <laughs> Not four, like your big one. <laughs> no, oh, I love two. it, though. Yeah. Oh, so, um, speaking of family, how do you go working away? And have you got kids? You know, how's all that work for you? Yeah, so, yeah, engaged for 18 years. Oh, no, together for 18 years, uh, engaged for 16, and yeah, just tied the knot on the 16th of December. Um, in the meantime, we've had our two kids. So we've got a 15-year-old son and a 14-year-old daughter. So that's been our story. So the thing is as well, there would have been opportunities to go and work away while they were younger. Uh, I believe the first four years are the toughest with any child, first child, second child, whatever, because in those first four years, none of us know what you're doing. No one has got a clue what's going on. I mean, you're doing everything wrong. So you've got to try and make all the mistakes Especially you can to come one. out of that. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's, it's crazy. Yeah, it's crazy. But then, it's like, once you get to that like, four years, oh, yeah, I reckon by then, you know, if you've done – if everything's fallen into place and you've done right, you know, that their, their, their intelligence comes out, their personality comes out, they're more of another – they're a little human, they're a little adult, really. So things start to change a bit. You're getting back into work. You're, you're okay to work. You know, they can – communicate with other people so that you can you know, have in daycare and things like that. But before that, I think you, 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 it's it's almost relationship suicide if you think you can go away and leave a partner to deal with that sort of thing. Um, I, I'm pretty good about switching off to things. I'm a bit of an old school sort of bloke like that, worker, where if I have to go away to do something and it's my job, I just do it. I don't have an, I don't have an opinion or an emotion connected to it really. Um but obviously it's a lot harder for other people. So it works for me. It works for us when we're there for each other when we need it, but we don't hang off each other anyway. We're not that kind of family. We don't really do things that way well, by the, with the kids, I mean. So it's quite good. We, we, could have, we kind of hang out in passing with each other. It's kind of strange. We're very independent 
as individuals, but we're very strong as a unit as well. It's really, it's really kind of interesting. But um, I mean, it's funny. My kids, like, we we don't even chat much at all while I'm away. Like, I'll just get my son. He'll be like, "Oh, Dad, can I get this PlayStation game or something?" And I'm like, "Yeah, hey, mate, how's it going?" And he'd be like, "Oh, it's only twenty bucks, you know." And I'm like, "Yeah, good, mate. That's that's nice. Yeah, good to good to talk to you too, buddy." And then I'll just ghost him. So <laughs> he gets all those. <laughs> Why, did, why didn't you reply back? I'm like, I'm working, mate. And the other thing is, there's a lot going on in this situation, this 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 scenario and this topic, because, you know, I said to my partner, Tegan's her name, she knows I'm working. She knows I'm away. The whole time in our relationship, when I've been at work, she doesn't ring me. End of story. Um, if the phone rings, it's an emergency, like someone's lost a limb. That's it. So I do get very nervous when my phone does ring because I've got that mindset where something's happened because it doesn't ring unless something's going on. But she's known that since day one. So I, I don't get a phone call unless I des- you know, something's desperately going on, which is fantastic. But you get these guys that come out on site, guys, girls, whatever. Um, you know, I'm not for against anybody or anyone. But if they're clingy and there's this dependence on each other, to talk and communicate and chit-chat and text and answer calls whenever, that is a recipe for disaster straight out of the hole. Major disaster. And if you set the wrong precedent to your partner that you're available to communicate with them while you're away, you've stuffed that up straight away and you have to try and come out of that now and say, look, I'm not available. I'm down in the ground. I've got no signal. That's what happens with us. We get sent to one end of the mine, we got no signal. We get sent to another end of the mine, we got it's perfect. So if you chit chat all the time, and we, you can talk on your phone doing what we do. I mean, it's 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 autonomous, really. It's not, you know, but I see guys in bad bad situations because they have made it that they are available to chit chat any time during the day, and then when they're out of signal for ten hours, they are copping it hard because their partner now thinks they've been blown up in a bloody mind blast or some ridiculous thing and then they've got to deal with that so there's emotional things going on there there's people getting upset there's just made it's business and in, in many ways relationships are business and you've got to learn how to run it and learn how to manage it everyone's going to know their part and they've got to know what they're doing and and, and real expectations don't no false expectations uh, I, I kind of expect the worst and hope for the best, really. So, I don't know, a bit of a rant, but I see guys falling down. This It's a bad way to go, I tell you. It's really bad. Wrong expectations. That, <clears throat> yeah, that's the first time anyone has ever put it like that on my podcast anyway. Um to the point where you don't contact your family the whole time you're away. Do you text at night when you're out of the hole and like in your donger or anything or just the, from when you leave to when you get back, you don't talk or you just mean when you're actually at work on site? When I'm at work. No, you're on site. Yeah, correct. No, so every day oh, we do chat in the afternoon. Thank depends. you. Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> I was like nearly crying. I'm like, oh, no, two weeks. Nothing. That's felt so. Everything nah. spidey wrong with me. <laughs> <laughs> so yes, nah, when so you're at work, well, day. it's like you haven't just pretend you haven't got your phone. Or well, a lot of sites here, you're Correct. not allowed to have your phone. 
Yeah, so yeah, it's right. Yeah, so that's the problem. You get you see. Home that you, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, but that's what it is. So that. mine, mine is. Yeah, <laughs> have, a, have a long one. Um, but we're still good. Like it's we. When you first start, you you've got this. Um, you know, do you, do, you, do you talk every day? You, you talk in the, you have to talk in the morning. You have to talk in the afternoon. Do you, do you talk at night? Do you talk for two hours? Do you talk for an hour? Do you text? You know, it's it's all new, right? So you don't really know what you're doing. No one knows what's going on. You don't know the expectation. When I first went there, I didn't have Telstra. I had bloody Audi on my Audi, which is a Telstra as well, but it didn't work. First two swings, no phone. So, you know, you jump on the camp Wi-Fi so you can use Messenger. But that's what it was for me. So that's one of my first videos was you need Telstra. Who, what, when, where, why, whatever, just get Telstra. Don't just do it. That's Over here thing. as well. Yep. Yeah. I was with Optus, crazy, same thing. I had to go. I went to the post office when I first moved out to my first band camp up here and um, bought a burner phone because yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. there well, were like... phone boxes there, but I didn't have money because I hadn't, you know, I hadn't even been paid yet. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, yeah you probably I had already enough to buy a gear. burner phone so I could contact the family and say, I'm here, I'm alive. Yeah. Telstra one. Yeah, it's weird. Mm. But, uh, yeah, that's why I, you know, I got that quick and fast. Us. Telstra. Telstra. Well, <laughs> <laughs> just sell the cards on the side <laughs> to people while you're there, eh? Yeah, As right. they get off the plane, go here. Mm. Here's a SIM card, mate. You're going to need it. Do it mining tax. Charge them 80 bucks for a $2 card. That is a really good tip for newbies, though. Um, at least get a uh, SIM card for your first trip out there like a $20 SIM card in case yeah. you can't. Yeah, like if it doesn't work, one. yeah, you got a yeah. backup plan, yeah. Mm. So that was all right. So when we started, yeah, so we had nothing when we started, so we, we kind of started that way. And then in the end it's because, you know, you, you you knock off at 5.30, that's your hand over time as well, and then you got, you know, you go to the mess. Um, if the mess doesn't let you in from sight because you're dirty – Generally, we're not, but the drillers are covered in so much shit that, you know, they're walking around dropping mud and things like that. So then you've got a – it's a trip and slip hazard, so I get it. It, it. it makes sense. So they don't want people in there covered in crap, so they don't let anybody in uniform go in, you know, on some – we'll call it some sites. So, you know, you got to go back – you either go to cafe and grab some grub on the way to your room, which is usually slop, um, but there's chips there. But now there's a chip shortage, but that's a whole other bloody story. <laughs> so, and then you go to your room. So, yeah. So if you go to your room and it's, call it six o'clock, you've got to your room. And if you want to get eight hours sleep, you're going to be up at 3.45, 4 o'clock. You need to be asleep by eight o'clock. Like I say, you want to be fresh, right? You want to be, you know, a little bit overslept than under. Um but I'm cutting it back now. I'm trying to do like seven, seven and a half hours. I feel, think I sleep a bit too much. So you're out of time. So you get to your room, say it's six o'clock, right? You've got your junk food shit slop in your hand. You put it on your table and now's the time. You put on your Aftershocks headphones that I use and I bloody love them um, or just headphones if you want to cut that other bit out, if we want to not have That's the name. That's all right. Hey, um, I'm, not the AB, I'm not the ABC. You're allowed ABC. to promote anything you want. <laughs> yeah, well, I tell you, the, yeah, the aftershocks, mate, because you know what? Then your hands are free 
and that's me. I'll get on the phone as I'm walking from the mess to my room. You know, hey, babe, how's it going? We good for a chat? Yeah, she'll chuck her set of aftershocks on that I got her as well because she'll be preparing dinner. And then I get to my room, strip off, sit there, eat my dinner, have a chat. And then once I'm done with the chat, I hop in the shower and then that's me prepared and done. So if we have an hour chat there, that brings me to 7 o'clock. And then I've got, out of a 24-hour day, I've got from 7 till 8, private time. That's how my day fills out. So uh, if I want to go and have beers with the guys at sort of 5.30 and we'll have some chips at the wet mess, um, something like that, that can blow out till you know you get back to your room at 7 and you still haven't made your phone call yet. So that hour that was yours now is going to be used in a phone call and a chat. Mm. And then it and then it's gone. So it's up to you. It depends on what's important to you. If chatting with your family is is really important and you've got a lot to talk about, you chat with your kids every day, and that there's time to do that. You've got to make time for yourself as well, though, before you implode and realise that you've had no time for yourself ever. Or I don't know, things just start getting on top of you because you realise that you're just you're a part of the system and you've got to make it work and every every minute is integral to what's going to happen in the next minute sort of thing. So I don't know. That's what we do. So we catch up every day. Initially, it gets a bit hard sometimes because you feel like you're chatting for the sake of it because you're just kind of ticking that box for the day and sometimes I've done nothing. Yeah, you know, yeah. It's like sometimes I've done nothing. Yeah. Sometimes they've done nothing. There's just nothing really going on. And, and, then, and it's you like know, my partner, whole day and, yeah. Yeah, you're like, eh, same shit today, nothing really different. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. but then sometimes they'll feel like, you know, my partner's very, very conscious of of how I may be feeling or how it might be affecting me and all that sort of stuff. So she's very aware and conscious of I'm I'm, we're going to talk in case I've got something I want to talk about and she's going to be there for me rather than not calling at all and possibly missing something. So we've got that understanding together as well where it's like, hey, man, if we're all good, if we're all good, then we just leave it. We just have a couple of texts mm-hmm. or a quick chat. I'll say, you want to have a quick chat? If I'm telling, talking about something, I just want to tell her something or she just wants to tell me something, that's it. It's just quick chat. Um, yeah, or we just sit down and have a chat and if it gets to about an hour. It's funny though, sometimes you sometimes you have real funny conversations and you're just giggling away and just piss farting around and, and before you know it, it's you know I'm looking at time going, oh, shit, man, I've still got to have a shower. I've got to go to bed. And it's like eight o'clock. Yeah. <laughs> like far out. Yeah. Whoopsies. We don't do them too often, but they're good. You know, oh, they're very I'm useful. Not so sort of fresh, but I had a. Yeah, I'm not so fresh chat. today, <laughs> but I had a good fun night with the missus. <laughs> yeah, good fun night, good fun chat, and even that, you yeah. can take a couple of drinks back to your room. So if you want to just just knock one back while you're having a chat, you know, it's kind of cool. But it is Groundhog Day. You're right. I mean, it's the same shit. We're just going in the hole and coming out again. You know, that's really, mm. I mean, far out. Sometimes I'll see something like a lizard or whatever, and I'm like, oh, wow, that's the highlight of this swing. You know, and then I'm telling the boys, I'm like, oh, I just yeah. saw a lizard, man. That's going to be my highlight. And they're like, oh, yeah, I saw a bird hopping yeah. around before. That's going to be mine. Or someone's like, yeah, I blew a tyre. That was yeah. my highlight. And you're like, far out. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you win. <laughs> mm. And Yeah, you can um, have that one, man. That was funny. <laughs> yeah. You can have that. That's it. And that's where it can get <laughs> interesting talking to the family at home as well as opposed to like your old mate, my old mate Rusty, had room next to me. We'd sit on the back step, have a couple of beers, mm. just have a 
defrag of the day, have a coffee yeah. in the afternoon before we yeah. were going out for night shift. Just, yeah, it depends on what you do. You know, just a chat because you're they're the because family don't understand about what actually happened in pit and old mate did this or you know what happened when that happened and and sometimes it's good i like to get people to see if they can find someone when they're out there who they can have that with even if it's not every yeah. day on the back step of your donger but yeah. just to have someone on your crew who's been through that day with you that you could approach if you are having any tough time or or whatever, who's a trusted one? Yeah, as reflection, well. not a gossip. Yeah, reflection time with them. <laughs> you know. Oh yeah, I know that's Yeah, a, they'll, they'll come defrag, to you. They'll defrag come to you. the day. I used to say. Yeah. 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 yeah they'll come, the gossips will come to you, and you got to. And the problem is, why you're, you're trying to make friends and that, so you're gonna. I don't know. I'm so I'm so lucky, a eh, that the guys I'm with, I'm just really really lucky that the, the two guys I spend most of my time with. Um, they're just they're just good guys. Like it's I'm I'm so lucky, you know. And I've always said it. Mm. My team, I got to work such a diverse team. You wouldn't put you wouldn't put any of these guys together in a, in a, you wouldn't say those two guys have got something in common. Though, so there's nine of us. Uh, you've never you've never ever go those guys those guys and those guys. It could be any. You could just spit us out anywhere. And everyone's individual. Everyone's completely different. We all look different. Um, mm. it's, it's just funny. And I kind of joke around and do a little bit of a gag where I like, I'll, I'll, I'll be like, I'll do like a mimic of somebody and then they'll go, dude, yeah, that was him, man. He did it so well. And I'll just do like, I'll just a piss yeah, take yeah, sort yeah. of thing. And it's just, it's just funny. eh? And then we were all our supervisors. So the, you know, the heads of the departments, we, we've, we got split supervisors in our business, but then our department, you know, the parent company of the whole, the mine. We've got all those guys as well, and they're all, you know, well, you got to do what you're told. These guys are looking, or they're coming, and and all your safety stuff. And man, once you all get to know each other, you just you do the right thing. You do your paperwork, you do your take fives, you do your safety. All that stuff becomes natural. If you fight it, then you need you don't need to be there. But if it all just becomes natural and you do it, you have a great relationship with these guys. We're just having a laugh. You're getting the job done. It's it's organic. It just happens. And then you don't have all this stress and yeah. shit where you think that they're coming to get you and they're looking at you and they're, they're breathing down your neck or whatever. They will leave you alone. If they know any time they want to check your paperwork, if they know that it's going to be spot on, they'll never breathe down your neck again. You know, so then you've got these other relationships that you, you've got going on with people and different teams and crews and stuff. It's, it's great. You know, I really, the human part of it's amazing. And really with the right team, you could be doing anything. You could be shoveling shit for the rest of your life with the right crew and you do it with a smile on your face. Mm. I, yeah. With the wrong I crew. Fuck, you could be getting paid a million dollars an hour with the wrong crew and you end up, you know, you suicidal bloody tendencies. You know, it's just ridiculous the things that people exactly. can make you and feel. Sadly, and sadly, that it happens, doesn't it? Oh, it's crazy. Common. It's crazy. Yeah. I've seen a guy, I think one guy there, and this is another thing I don't talk about because I just don't. I don't feel I've got. I don't feel like I've got the right place to discuss things like this uh, when it comes to mental health and things like. That. There's enough people out there doing it. Um, mm. you know, everyone's got their issues. So, but there was, uh, there was one guy, yeah, that was that was struggling pretty tough from a different crew, different team, different company, everything, and he was copping it hard. 
and um, he was very well supported by the parent company. Um, and you know, we'd see him at the Mets and that, and just be and just check check in on him and see how he's doing or what's happening with his day. He's one of these poor bastards that they'd go to work and it was shit, and it was a shit all day. It was broken, you know. It was a driller. Everything was just stuffed. It was just fuck from the start to the end. His whole day was shit, and he just knew the next day he was going back to the same shit. I mean, those guys get pressured for numbers, you know, and it just I mean, this poor bastard was getting eaten alive. Eh? He was the only one there. Supposed to be big teams. I don't know. It was just bad. And um, yeah, we just do. You do what you can. You know, you just say howdy and just make sure you know that we're all in this together. Still, I mean, we're in the same department. We don't work together, but it's like you know what, man. If that's doing your head in, man, fuck that shit, man. I'll vouch for you, your your health and safety by you know recommending you don't go out there today, man. You know, if this is going to get you, fuck it, bin it. But that's bullshit. And I can see that you're not having a good time, dude. So fuck that. You know, forget it. Mm. Walk away. Just walk away. You know, and then we, the only way we can support him in that instance would be like, man, we're bystanders that are seeing what's going on with this guy. So if we can see that that's happening, that's already gone too far. So, mm. yeah, it's weird. It's emotional, you know, because I know he, he, he just seems so alone, you know, and it's just so me and my crew, my other two guys made it very, very, obvious to him that it's like dude you need to sit with us man you sit with us let's hang out you know and uh yeah that's what it's like and sometimes that's all it, and sometimes that's all it can take is just that one kind word or that yeah, one something but not yeah like you say i'm yeah formalize it all it, you start formalizing it all and, mm. yeah and you know, then it becomes a stigma that you. You're right. Keep going. Uh, it just becomes a, it, you know, it just becomes a, especially when you're working with the big, you know, the big companies. You know, you know who they all are. You say anything, you say anything hinting towards anything, and then their paper trail starts. You know, and it's like, I appreciate the fact that people want. You know, we want to learn from our mistakes. We want to understand why things have happened. You know, cut your finger off, right? They want to know how, why, why did it happen? If you had enough sleep, was the right tool for the job, the right environment, the right mindset? Have you got the training? Um, did you do your take fives? What's your perception of hazards? You know, are you well rested? All that sort of stuff. You know, were you set up to fail? Um, I understand all of that, which is great because I love policy procedures and guidelines. I, I, get, I really enjoy that kind of thing. But I'm telling you, man, if you told them every time you had an ache or a pain, you'd never friggin' work again because they'd go, why? How? Why? Tell me. And then you get scared off. You just get scared off, you know, and you don't want to start the, the ball rolling because that little snowball, that little tiny one, that's that little feeling in the back of your mind, you know, by the time you, you send them that, by the time it comes back to you, it's a 10-ton ball of shit and it's running you over. And now you're in the system. Your name's all over the paperwork. Your, your, your name is all over camp. This is happening. This, this, this thing's become a travesty. You'll become a, a case for them to do paperwork on, you know. And as daunting as that sounds and as bad as all this is coming across, that's, mate, there's a lot of things people aren't telling people because they don't want to become the next bloody study case, you know. 
They don't want to become the next mm. person that's got all these therapists and all these specialists and all this bullshit going on. You know, it's, it's a tough one. So, I don't know. It is. appreciate it in one hand, and in the other hand, you're still, you're like, ah, fuck, do I fucking, do you say anything or do you just bloody go about your day, you know? Yeah. And I think that's where we um, just try to do what's in our sphere of control, have a chat to them, have a, you know, I'm here if you need. Um, But I had the Are You OK CEO on when I first started the podcast, um, 2016 that would have been. And um, it was the first podcast he'd ever been on, <laughs> which is yeah, that's all right. Quite, Same as me. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, and that was one of my questions earlier. We never asked. So you haven't been on one yet. You'll nah, have your own yet. soon. Nah. You'll be taking over me, mate. Yeah, yeah. Uh, nah, um, well, I'm working on doing said, something. Yeah, I'm, just, <laughs> you're doing well. You're doing great. Um, yeah, but he he was saying about you know, are you okay? Yes is a, is a sentence that we can ask, but just you can uh, you can be having a game of pool with a bloke, and you just start having a chat, you know. Or it it's not an official. Hey mate, how are you? Are you okay? Because for some people that won't work, but it's just letting them know that you're you you see them. You see that something's happening. Let them know that you're there. Give them a kind word. Um, ask them if they want any. Uh, do they need anything? Do they need any help? Because some people don't even know how to get any help. And then yeah. to find some stuff if they need it. If they say yeah, like I've been helping someone, a lady actually stuck in a bit of a situation over in WA not dealing with mining very well. And I sent her all the links. I said, and I've used these people, the Beyond Blues, the Lifeline, the this and the that. You know, they're there. Just pick up the phone and have a chat. If you're stuck in a donger and you've got no one, you know, there are professionals mm. who can do things because she reached out to me and um, I was way out of my level, comfort zone, you know. Um, but then the big thing that he said was about following up with them. So, yeah, you know, yeah. when you see them next time, how you going? You haven't come and had lunch with us yet, mate, you know, yeah. <laughs> or whatever. Yeah. Um, and that was my biggest takeaway was the following up part, you know, just in a week or two or next round, how'd you go? How'd you go at that wedding on break or whatever it was? Just so they feel seen and heard and that can help a lot. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. There's a lot. Yeah, there's a lot of flow on from, and that's the thing as well. Though you've got to, you're not just committing to. Hey, how's it going? You've got to commit to that follow on as well. So that's another thing where, I'm not very good with my time. I'm a bit, like I say, I get a bit recluse sometimes. So I kind of, I'll I'll go in a shell a little bit every now and then. And I don't really pop out much sometimes. So I find it hard doing things like I do with even this, you know, things like this, committing to things. Because um, if the mood just isn't right, then sometimes I won't do anything for a whole week. Um, but, yeah, so when, you, when you're going to be doing something like that, there is the follow-up and you've got to commit and you've actually – because 
I've always had this kind of tendency that people don't mind telling me what's going on or how they feel or what's going on. I've always, you know, it must be the tone of my voice. I don't know what it is. It just has happened all my life. And we've always been able to sit down and chat with random strangers and just, I mean, even animals, you know, I can't keep them away from me. They're always at my feet. You know, it's just crazy. So I don't know how it works. But uh, you're in a, I, but, th- I feel like you're, you won't like this term at all, which is why I'm going to say it. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like you're like an earth angel in a, in a, um, a, a six foot tall man with the beard working in the mines situation because <laughs> they need to be everywhere. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but you know what? That's why I did the TikTok and that. Yeah, which is where I would love to go. Why? Yeah. Well, that's where. I mean, even when I was running the automotive store, I ended up in the, you know, the, the parts counter, and you know, someone had come in and and I love that. I love that when it's like. Someone would come in and they'd go, I'd see him wander around and go, how are you, mate? What are you after? And they'll go, oh, I want to work on my car. And I'd say, well, tell them, mate. Tell me all about it. Well, I'd just say, what's going on, mate? Tell me all about it. And I had bar stools there at the spares counter, and I'm sitting on one of them now because uh, I brought them from home. And I'd have four bar stools there. You stole and just, them. You stole them, didn't you? you no, I brought them back. I brought them back <laughs> when I left. But I'd have them all lined up there, and I'd just lean over the bar on the counter and be like, What's going on, mate? Tell me all about it. And then they just, you know, and then and then we ended up selling fifteen grand's worth of stuff, decking out their four B. And then there, there would be three other people sitting behind him on the other stools, waiting for their turn to just catch up. And then, you know, and I'm talking to them, and then we're all having a chat. Now we're all friends. These guys, none of these people didn't even knew each other five minutes ago. And it was just, I love that. And it's, I really do think that I've got a place in the world somewhere, and it's definitely not where I am. It's just, you know, I don't know. There's got to be something out there where I can help people more. And that's why I did the TikToks and everything. I just thought, if I'm stuck here doing this, and this is what I'm doing now, and I'm, I'm isolated from people, I'm isolated from interaction, I'm, I'm isolated from opportunities to help humans. Because when you dig in a hole on the ground, you don't feel like you're helping anybody, really. It's a bit of a, you know, it's a bit of a mm. dot in the ocean sort of story, you know, drop in the ocean. But... That's why I started doing that because I was like, man, I struggled heaps when I started because I was Googling everything and looking. The only thing I could find, there was one page that like five websites have all copied and it's like, what do I take on site or what do I expect on my first day? And it runs through a list of sort of 20-something things or whatever. And unfortunately, that was the best kind of thing I but actually found. you didn't found. find Mad Mumsy. You didn't find no, Mad Mumsy. No, that's why your program – No, but that's – Ah, uh, that was oh, about a year ago. But um, since then, yeah, looking at your program that you're working on doing there, no, that that thing you're working on, that plug, what's that? Oh, the start. There's got a start date now. What? Yeah, yeah, that's that's stuff like that. Yeah, is fantastic, eh? And like looking at it now, um, yeah. But that's all right. I digress. I'm, I don't know where I'm going with this anymore. <laughs> That's right. You were talking about why you started TikTok and um, you know when you wanted to get into mining and you researched. Yeah, why I actually did it? Or even that, why I actually well back right to the start, sort of getting into the mining and, and that sort of thing. That was that was it. It was just a point in my life where it was like it's time to get the mortgage organised because the renting things going to shit real bad where I live and housing's going really bad. And I've always been able to afford sort of reasonable houses. Um, 
And now it was just like, look, I want to buy, I want to get property. I'm just going to get, get into mining and try and get that bit of extra income. So the amount, the extra, the extra that I'm earning now is actually covering the rent that I pay plus a, a bit to put away. So I'm actually just on top and that's pretty much all that's really happened from it. And, and that's why I was saying I was going to video around the house and that and show people what I have and what I do because this is what I've always had and what I've done because I'm pooling my money. I'm putting it away. That's why I'm there and that's why I'm doing it because I need to have money, savings. You know, when you live week to week in a normal retail job or whatever at home or even in construction and civil and stuff, they don't pay a lot of money. Um, you know, if you're going broke every time you get, by the time you get paid, what's the point? You're not going to get anywhere, but at least while you're working away, you can work 12 hour days and actually sort of pile up the cash a little bit. Mm. So was your plan to work three to five years, pay off the mortgage or get a mortgage, or was it to get into mining and just keep doing that until you decide? Because a lot of people think I'll get a job in the mines, I'll work three to five years, pay off the mortgage and I'm done. But then they like yeah. Ooh, slip into rich minor mode and um, go on holidays, put the kids in fancy schools, get that new car, do, you know, buy a house, yeah, they pay their- a huge mortgage and then they can't go back and work at the council because yeah. that wouldn't even pay f- for anything. Wouldn't and so that's the when they end up, they have to stay there and they hate it and you have to work with people like that all the time <laughs> or we yeah yeah exactly yeah so mm. i've done i did a video on that i and that one was exactly that it was like look at what a mortgage what you need a down payment for a mortgage is and then get that cash get that cash priority one to get yourself into the you know the homeowner's market um don't change your tastes don't change your lifestyle and that's that's why I'm going to feature what's going on in my life and in my house and stuff because, I mean, even in the bar here, I've got three TVs, um, big sound system, PlayStation running through all that, all wrapped around the bar, all on the walls, but I always had that. You know, these are things that I've accumulated over time. This isn't rich man's stuff. This isn't mining stuff. This isn't, you know, a new pool table in front of me, but I've had that since before I started. Um and you haven't, it's since you weird. started mining, upgraded the TV no. to the latest, sexiest one and all that. And that's, that's right. the difference. Yeah. You might have already had it, but you go next level, you know. And all Yeah, so that's our thing as well, yeah. And they change, mm. yeah, hell, yeah. We'll see that. I got them for $40 and they're like 150 metres. Yeah, I still, I'm still... Yeah, I'm a hustler, you know. If if you want, if you're charging a hundred bucks, I'm going to offer you eighty. You know, it's just how I live, and I, I I'm I'm not here to get ripped off, but I do, yeah. um, I do do some things for myself that keep my hands busy. Like I, you know, I'm a sucker for Lego, so now that I've got a little bit more money, I can buy better sort of sets, and and I, I like to sit here. Yeah, I sit. Oh, I mean, I sit upstairs. A Lego collector. Yeah. <laughs> I'm thinking, like, right, because, sorry, my brain's doing 100 things. Your brain <laughs> I see as a, like you said, you're mechanical, but you're clearly like an engineer kind of brain. You want to know how things work and that's how I'm pick, yeah. what I'm picking up. And then we bought my grandson some Lego from Bunnings, um, 
you know, Lego in my day, the adults could do. <laughs> we got it out. I was like, holy shit, oh, we have to wait for Pa to come home from the mines to do this. I can't. <laughs> it was all these little things. I'm like, yeah, that ain't yeah. Lego. That's To me, that was like a Meccano set, I think I remember it as, where you all the mechanical stuff. But this was just freaking Lego. So is that the sort of Lego that you do? Yeah, yeah. So it's technic is the question. style. So it's all uh, it's all little gears and sprockets and yeah. So like mm. the little trucks you build actually have gearboxes and high and low range and all and remote control and all sorts and cranes and things like that. So yeah, it's pretty. It's cool. So it gives me a chance to I can sit down and I can just be I sit on the floor in me theater, which is going to be another video. I d- I do have an eighty five inch TV, but I did buy that before I was mining as well. <laughs> Um, I, I, I want to see the receipts. I don't know, mate. You were rich before you went into the mines. <laughs> no, you were a manager of a local spare park. Yeah, but, I mean, that's there's no bloody money in that. You know, the only thing I did, and this is it, no word of a lie, the only thing I did is I went, I was working away for probably two and a half months, maybe three months on site. So I was still on probation. I went into Harvey Norman because my couch was killing my back whenever I was home. And I looked at this couch. It was a three-seater with a electric recliner, electric lumbar, electric headrest. And the middle folded down. It had plugs and lights and all this sort of crap on it. And all it had to do was be long enough for me wife to lay on. But I wanted it to be a recliner. And it was like three and a half grand or whatever. And I said to them, hey, man, can I finance this thing? And he went, yeah, come here, let's sit down. And he goes, oh, what do you do? And then you go, oh, we're called field engineers, you know. And who do you work for? I tell him the company and he's like, oh, yeah, no worries, we'll fill this out and, you know, give it 48 hours. I stood up and went to turn around and walk out and I'd already been approved. The thing comes through on my phone like that and it approved me straight away for this gem visa friggin' finance card for five grand and, you know, and all I wanted was the couch. I'll just try. I'll just test in the water. In the to be honest, mate. Yeah. His eyes lit up like a Christmas tree, and you know, you tell him who you're working for and what site, you know, whatever. And that was it. And I hadn't even it hadn't been five minutes, and I'd been like done, approved, sorted, and I was like sweet. And they, you know, they delivered it the next day and stuck it in the house, and that was it. But that is the only thing I've done outside, really. I was just buying a couple of Lego sets every now and then and just having them sitting there for me to build when I'm home and I'm just having quiet time. That's all I've done. There's nothing new. That's the thing. I always bought the toys before, you know. I do rent my house, but I've been able to fill it with things that we own and my kids have got everything they need and want and so does my partner. If we want something, we just buy it. So, I mean, I'm even looking around trying to think and no, I'm still using a lawnmower that's bloody eight years old and things like that. I, yeah, that's how it is. Yeah, I remember getting trapped, a ride know? on. I got well, that, and that's a good place to be, and good on you for that, and good to share that message so that people. And that, you know, that's what I talk about a lot is the more you know before you get into mining, the more likely you are to succeed while you're there yeah. too. Yeah, you know, make it how your vision is that your lot your life wants to be, and the more you know, the golden handcuffs thing like is spot on. Really helps. It's true. It's a true thing. I know so many people. Yeah, but the other thing is too. I know people who 
are living really, really cheap lives at home, people that might be living with their parents, you know, that don't have overheads. Like, I've got overheads. I've got a family. I've got a, this house is not cheap. I mean, it's a two-story house. got a pool and everything. It's like, it's premium location. It's got a bar for Christ's sake. Like, it's ludicrous. Um, so, it's expensive. But I was living here before I was mining. And I know yeah. people who work away, same wage as me, Right, guys doing the same thing I do. And there's guys that have got properties and they've they're broke, you know, but they're broke because the money's going into something. They don't have cash, they don't play with cash, they don't flop money around. And then there's guys who have no overheads who are broke because they piss fart around with their money. Whiz bang toys. You know, maybe whiz bang clothes. I don't know what they do, but they got no money. And I'm thinking holidays to Thailand. I'm yeah, I don't know what they do, right? And then I'm thinking, I put away, you know, a good chunk of money every week. I put away as much a week as some people earn, in a, you know, and that's just every week I do that, and that's just going into a mortgage savings. And then I've still got a little mm-hmm. savings account, and then I've still got money left, and I'm paying the rent. And I think that's just how I manage my money. And I spend, any, I spend anything I want, and my partner and I, we, we still got separate bank accounts. So you imagine that. We, ha- we, we both have our responsibilities, so mine's the rent, my wife's is the bills, but I pay my rego, she pays her rego. Um, whatever she's got left has got nothing to do with me. Whatever I've got left has got nothing to do with her. You know, I've got money I can spend for myself. But the pile is still growing, and that's what's going to happen. The pile has to grow. What, what, if, you're, if you're away and there's no pile, there's no save, no, what are you doing it for? You're going to leave mining and you've done nothing. And that's if you break even. That's if you break even. Yeah. You know, I'm. It's hard to do. It's accumulating wealth is tough. I mean, it takes time, and it's like, you know, you, you look at how much you earn, and you can have so much, but you still want to have a good time as well. Everyone still wants to enjoy going to the pub, having steaks. If you want to buy something, jewelry or whatever, buy it. Do that sort of thing. But you need to put that money. That mortgage savings has to happen first. Do not touch it because you'll lose the little bit of interest they will give you on it, which, you know, can be a couple of hundred bucks a month once you get a good little stash in there. Have another savings account that you can piss fart around with money in and out and then have your normal account that you, you just have money coming in and out of as well. But mm-hmm. you're showing the bank that you can save. You're showing them you can accumulate money. You're showing them you can earn good money. There's no point earning a million bucks an hour if you're going to spend uh, $1.2 million an hour. You're, you're going backwards. So it, it, there's no gain in that at all. Mm-hmm. I mean, while in, in your saving, so your lifestyle change. You save so much on your lifestyle. I mean, you you know it. I mean, I, yeah. The, the most I can spend on site in a day, if I bought four beers a day on site, every if I went there every night and did it, would be about fifteen bucks. That's it a day, mm. and it's no fuel, yeah, no it food, is cheap. no lollies, it no ice coffees, no bullshit. Yeah, they're cheap. Yeah, yeah. three dollars or something, yeah, four bucks. Mm. I know guys who work in the mines. I've never met a woman who's playing paying child support, I must be honest, but mm. plenty of men who are earning the big money and then so much of it gets paid for their kids. And um, there's many horror stories, and you would have heard them as well, around that. Oh, it's awful. And especially if it comes to the wrong sort of ex-partner who 
isn't even giving it to the kids. You know, mm. they're living the lifestyle on 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 the mine workers' money that's meant to be going to the kids. And then so they're doing a job that they hate. They hate the ex-missus. They're angry at the world. And then you got to go work with them. <laughs> and it's a yeah. challenging place yeah. for some of them. And they've got to do this for the next, what, the four Johnnies that have got to grow up are still only six. And um, it, it, can be, it can be a struggle. And then there's others whose partners spend money while they're away or they leave yeah, them while they're away. Like, there's so many horror stories, but there's so many good ones as well, like you, obviously. It's all to me. I think it comes down to communication, and and uh, as my sister would say, your why. What is your why? Why are you there? What's the main reason? Mm. You know, and yeah. and and for those of you who are in that situation with the kids, I have also come across some blokes who have an agreement with their missus where, um, custody wise. They don't give the money to her, but they've got an agreement mm. where they just they'll pay for the kids everything. Yeah, yeah, just cover um, all the actual so itemized they, bills. Yeah, they yeah, pay they... the school fees. They, they, yeah, they pay the school fees. They and they know where the money's buy going. The, the kid is getting it. Yeah. They buy the clothes. Send me the, send me the, you know, or they give them a, as they get yeah. older. They give the kid a card that's from dad, you know, or or mum, I'm sure there's some that are doing that as well. But um, there's lots of tricky situations for everybody and if you're going into mining, that is also something else to be aware of That because the more you earn, the more you therefore have to pay when it comes to yeah, the, percentage the steps going up. custody. Like I ain't no lawyer or anything, but I know that that's the case. So some of them have left yeah. mining because the money's too much and they don't want the ex to have it. And boom, that's a fact. That's not just mad mumsy making shit up. I know three people that did that. Well, fuck her. I'm going back to town and I'm going to earn 30 grand a year and I'm just going to see my kids and like, oh. Being, being normal. And it's, <laughs> <laughs> that's right. Yeah. Have a real life. Oh No, yeah. a real job, I should say, not a real life. So there's so many different situations, aren't there? But we're all in control of how our our own situation is and being aware of the different levels of it. Yeah. I've said to him before that uh, if it's not 100% when you go in, it's it's not going to get better. Like if you're going in with a problem, you're going to magnify it to the max. Mm. I mean, you've already got people that live yeah. – uh, they live – shaky relationships, you know, the amount of stuff I hear is ludicrous about people that are just Yeah. You know, problems with their partners, male, female, whatever, who whoever, whatever. But they just got drama and it's just some some relationships are built on that. And they you know, it's like, oh he scored a job away or whatever. It's like, man, it's just is gonna get worse and worse and worse. Like you think that the, the interesting about working away, and I'm just fortunate that I'm not in so many sur- social circles when it comes to like women and men you know, hanging out together and all this sort of stuff. It's just me and a handful of guys. That's all we do. Um, 
But I don't think there's enough time. Honestly, I don't think there's enough time to like fool around and, and do any bullshit mistrust stuff or whatever because it's just you're tired. You can't be bothered with it, you know. But people think that we're going out on site and it's some orgy, bloody party, orgy, fucking drunken, pass fucking orgy. It's like, dude, I tell you what, man, I haven't got the energy to even be around if something like that was going on. I'd be like, man, I'm too tired for this shit. I'm going to bed. You know, it's just ludicrous. But then you do hear some stuff about some sites where it's just, you know, it's like a singles bloody fucking soiree or whatever, you know. It's, and, and, but that's strange, you know. You've got to think, man. You've got to you think, right? You know people and their partner works at Woolies or Coles or Kmart and they're all males, females, all hanging out together, all having a laugh together, all in the tea room together, all in the lunch room together, all shoulders to cry on for their problems and partners and all the bullshit. You don't have to be 2,000 kilometres away in a fucking hole in the ground for someone to fuck around and fool around and do all that sort of shit. I'm telling you. But the way that this mining and all this shit is portrayed, where it's like a, it's a, it's a total victim situation. It's a total, even the, um, it's a total suicide thing, victimizing, womanizing, racist, you know, all this shit. It's just slandered the whole thing to, to no repair, like no repair. Everyone's already got an opinion on what mining and FIFO is, and they don't know sh- anything about it. They haven't got a fucking clue what any of it is. And they're the people that don't even know what it means to work hard in shit conditions that you can't control. That's the world we live in out there. We're, we're, we're pawns in the whole thing, man. We, get to, we don't tell them how it's going to be. We get moved around the chessboard as they decide. We're not there having fun partying. You know, we're just grunts, and then we get knocked off the board, mate, and someone else comes in, that's it. We're out, they're in. Job done. Mm. Fuck. I remember when I first started there, right, eh, and all this, you know, it was it was just this this sexism thing was booming, you know, and, and we all had masks. And I was in, I was, I was, on, I was, a, I was a astronaut on Mars, right? I didn't know where I was. I didn't know what was going on. I was like, fuck, this is crazy. And, man, and I am me. I am like, man, how's it going? What's happening? And I'm looking at people. I'm looking at these women and stuff. I say women because it's what it was really targeted at. We were doing all these seminars and all this stuff where it's like, you know, women abuse and all and everything. And I'm just like, wow. I'm like, the more – the only thing I know about is what you're telling me. You know, me and my guys aren't looking at chicks and going, oh, yeah, she's a 10 or a 5 or a stupid – we don't care. We just don't care that much about any of it to, to even bullshit around doing that crap, you know. And even that, if you give someone curry or something or you're cracking a joke or whatever, we're normally giving each other more shit than anybody else. Like, it's it's all such tongue-in-cheek stuff. And I was so scared about holding the door, saying hello. I mean, you couldn't smile because you had a mask on anyway, so it was all in your eyes. All your vis- all the, your communication was in your eyes. And... That made me feel really weird because I felt like I was going to be I was going to be a victim of the system. I felt like I was going to be a victim of it being too oh, – you know, you look at TVs in the mess and then the chick sits between you and the TV and you're like, oh, no, I can't fucking watch the TV anymore because I'll be staring at her. She's going to think I'm staring at her. 
you know, it's really strange. When you're in town, you walk through a shopping center and you all look at people, you all look at each other, and you look, you can look at somebody for a couple of seconds and it means nothing. When I first got to the site, if I looked at somebody, I would look at the ground straight away. If they, I looked at somebody and they looked at me, I'd look at the ground. I was so worried that someone's going to be, that guy's creepy or he's stared at me or something. I was so, oh, I just felt like I was going to get in trouble all the time. And I just thought it was shit. I was too worried about that to just enjoy myself. It was weird. Fuck, it was weird. Hmm. And I guess yeah, wearing a mask on that. added it a, to it. Made it worse, mate. It made it so much Thank worse. You. Right? At the same time, that's like so much more, isn't yeah. it? Because I'm like grinning mm. away. I'm like, ah, oh, mate, how's it going? I've just come from bloody working, living in a town where everybody, we're smiling, you know? It's like, hey, mate, how right. are you? Everyone's, my face is my banner, you know? This is me. This is Mitch. Yes. You've got a mask on and I'm looking. And I'm just like, fuck, I'm a nice, I'm, I'm happy, I'm smiling, I'm nice, I'm, I'm, I like I'm you, I want to help you I'm carry your stuff, you know, and I'm like, yeah, I'm a good guy, I'm not one of these bloody fucking idiots, and it, it, it I don't know, I didn't like that. So there you go, yeah. there's a guy, no, his feelings about being a, a victim of his own, oh, yeah, it was awful, and it's like, how, how interesting is that, that it wasn't just me either, it was me and the, all the guys on my team were just like, oh shit, you know, someone... You know, you're laying down to grab your bag and someone bends over in front of you and they're grabbing their bag and you're like, oh, fuck, now I can't even look at my bag because, you know, someone else's ass is in my face. It was just weird. It was so weird that it just got away from itself. eh? And then now we've done a thing about they actually came in and, and sat down and did a chat with us about do we make, how many times in a week would you make a sexist joke, you know? Not never or all the time. And then it's how many days a week would you make a, a homophobic joke? You know, this is Curtin University or whatever doing a study, and they all came in and sat us down. And the funny thing is there was never any instant, any questions asked about how many days, how many times in a week would you make a joke about another guy or just a fucking straight person. How many days a week would you make a joke about straight? And all this, you know? And I was just like, in the end, they said, would you like to put a comment in, you know? And I was just like, I couldn't put it in words, how, what I wanted to say. But I wanted to say what was like, isn't it funny how the sort of, call it straight white male, isn't a part of any of this until they've done it, something wrong? And then... They live in the shadows until they fuck up, until there's something wrong, until something happens. Then they're brought into the spotlight. But while they're tr- talking about human beings treating each other equally, they're not even mentioned in the, in the bloody criteria of just mm. how do you treat your friends? Like, how do you treat each other? Like, are you, are you likely to make a joke about a straight white male? I'm like, yeah, I was just... A, you know, if we're just laughing about something, it gives a shit who it is, you know, what it is. We don't – I don't laugh because it's targeting a certain – I laugh because it's funny, you know. I don't I don't get it. So that left me a little bit shook, and it said, would you like to join the, the program for feedback later on? And I, I didn't do it at the time, you know. 
And I really think when I get back to camp, I might try and sign up for that and find out uh, and, and be, be someone that can talk with them about that afterwards because I'm like, you know what, that's weird. You've made yourself very, very yeah. biased in that, in that very, very biased day. Eh? And I thought, that's not very fair. Yeah. I'm not one to harp on. I don't really, it doesn't really bother me, but, I mean, come on, equal representation, eh, you know? And it doesn't give them a broad overview of the general culture and the mucking around and the, like, this is how we are amongst ourselves anyway, that I think they need to know that piece as well. Yeah, Mm. yeah, correct. And it's like I work with Indian guys and that, Pakistani guys and that, and that's what I meant about when I come in, I was like, man, it's just crazy. I've never even met people like this before, right? And it's Mm. just... One of the guys, he's the best. He's so good. And he's just like, hey, how you doing, bloody buddy? Oh, come on, man, bloody buddy. You know, he just like pulls the piss out of me like a slack-jawed yokel Aussie. And I'm just like, dude, what the fuck? <laughs> like, you're the best, man. Like, I, I love so he's that. He's taking the piss because out of you. <laughs> he's taking the piss out of me. He's like, oh, look, hey, come on, yeah. bloody buddy. Ah, fuck, mate. Come on, shit, you know? And I'm just like, what? Oh, fuck, it's so funny. I laugh with him. Oh, he's the best, you know? And he's not taking it seriously. you got these other guys that are the same culture as him, and they they sort of walk around with a, with a chip on their shoulder, you know? And it's like, it's like, dude. We will treat you how you treat us, man. You'll be treated how you treat others, dude. You know, like, because I used to chat with him, I say, man, am I just like some redneck yokel fucking Aussie to you? He's just like, nah, you're cool, buddy. I like you, man. I'm like, cool, I like you too. <laughs> because you're not a dickhead. I like you because you're a good person. That's how it works. If you're yeah. a dickhead, you get, people are going to give you yeah. shit, you know? And half the time, these people that are, what that are sort of. You are. Mate, exactly. Half the time, the people that kick up a stink, it's like they walk around with a chip on their shoulder. And I'm not saying this is everybody, and then they might have whatever reason, but if you walk into a room with a dark cloud over you, man, people are going to see it. They're going to see it. So that's me on that. <laughs> time for another drink. Ty, I'm going to grab another beer. And then we yeah. might- and then we might lighten it up. I've got a couple of uh, quick fire sort of lighter questions. You ready for that? Yeah, cool. Yeah. Sound good? Oh, I'm, <laughs> I'm just a bit of a drama queen. I got. <laughs> so I was talking to you in the kitchen, but my microphone's in oh, here. Yeah, I, I got a little bit. My ears. <laughs> <laughs> I said, Do you I said I'm feel a drama like queen. you. Ex- <laughs> No, I heard that. Well, I could hear you, but, yeah, and I'm, I answer back and then I'm like, oh, you dickhead, he can't hear you. Do <laughs> you feel like you said at the start that you had um, a FIFO passion rant that you wanted to get out and to talk about family? Do you feel like you've done both of those or have you still got that left in you before we move on to the next bit? The... um. The family, yeah. Because there's been a few rants. You know? I'm not sure if that's the right. Yeah, answer. I know. I'm a bit of a buddy, I know. So, I don't know. Okay. You give me a chance. You know, if you want, it, if you ask, I'll answer. You know, that's that's how I work, and that's. And I'm not like, oh, you're going to do as I say. I'm like, you know what, man? This is how I see it. This is what I think. I don't really care either way. Like, I'm not going to change. I want the world to change for me. I'm just sharing what I see and that's what it is. And I, that's why I try and be as neutral as I can with my videos where I'm not 
you know, in my opinion, but I try not to have too many opinions as well because then it's, you know, you're just asking for conflict some, sometimes. But, I mean, any of this stuff you can use however way you want to. Obviously, you want to keep it sort of lively a little bit. And I'm a bit, I'm a bit, um, I don't know, probably a bit of a downer in, in, <laughs> when it comes to the, the sort of bullshit no, that we deal with no. out there. But, but, you know, a lot of people are. It's, it's funny. Gold. The whole thing's really it's funny. It's gold. No. It's gold. No, it's cool. It I is. hope you like it, eh? <laughs> yes. So with and the family I know my thing, I think we're all will. good. No, good. That's cool, though. So the family thing is good. I mean, we've got a good system together. It's, there's a lot of understanding from both ways. Um, I'm very lucky to have the wife that I do. Very lucky. Um, that's probably what it all is, really. That's probably what it all comes down to. I've just got somebody who understands and someone that's not in my ear about, like, she, she won't even tell me things that's bugging her that, that she might think is just not compared to what I'm going through. You know what I mean? So it's kind of strange where she's like, I know you're in a shit place or whatever, and I'm not going to complain to you about my eight-hour day when I know you're doing a 12-hour. I'm like, no, just tell me, man. I don't care. Like, it's conversation. It's not a – but she used to, like, pull back and be like, oh, oh, no, it's all good. And I'm like, what? And she's like, oh, I don't want to talk about that because it's just, you know, it's nothing compared to what you're doing, you know. And I'm like, no, I don't care. I just want something different, you know. But that understanding has got to – is good that it's underlying – you know, it's good that it's still there and it's not just mm. taken for because no one will know what we do. I mean, you come home and you're, you're full of beans on your, you know, when you come home and you start working FIFO, it's all honeymoon period. Everything's amazing. Everything's new. Everything's incredible. Everything's just, I'd say, I just thought I always say, like, mind, it's mind-blowing. Like, it's just completely mind-blowing. Like, everything you look at, it's like, what the fuck? They've got their own airport. Like, what the fuck? Who's got their own airport? You know, everything's private roads. Cars don't even have rego in there because mine's so big. The road, they don't have rego plates. They got their own private streets. You know, it's like they got their own, essentially, like they got their own police pretty much. They got their own fire department, their own, you know, emergency services. It's mind blowing. So you come home and you just ning, 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 ning all that shit all the time. And then they probably don't really get much of a word in. But now nah, she's great. The kids are cool. The expectations are set. The expectations are, are, are realistic. You know, we know what sort of money we need. We know what we're looking for. I've said that I will. I like to do this long term because I like going to work and working long hours, but staying at work, not coming home, and trying to be a husband, a, a father, and a human being after working a twelve-hour day. I don't think that's right. Mm. I did it in retail when I was working ten-hour days, and you'd come home, cactus. And you've still got a pile of invoices and shit on you. Your family's there. You're trying to spend time with them and you're just dragging it all around with you. So I I have a couple of local mines, which I thought before would be nice to get into, but I don't want to go there, do a 10-hour day might be okay, but the money won't be in it. So you do a 12-hour day and then you come home and you've got to go to bed in two hours. You can't sit there and watch a movie. You can't hang out. You can't chit-chat. You can't get on the drinks. And then your partner's going to have you there as a ghost. Like, they've got you, but they haven't. They, they won't be able to get on with their day because they've still got you around and you're a part of it, but you're just interfering with it. So, you know, I'm going back in two days and, and we're all going to go back to normal. Yeah, that's it. You have two kind of different separate parts of life and um, – but I'll, I'll just say before we move on to that bit, the 
if you're you're a townie, we call them people who live in a mining town, come home every day or every morning because you're on night shift and what the the whole family has to shut up when you're trying to sleep on night shift yeah. as well. Bad. Um yeah, it's just you bad. know that Not fair. that doesn't always work, especially if you've got little kids and dogs and Yep. Yeah, no. Yeah, the neighbour, the lawnmower, the bloody rubbish truck, all the shit going on, that. Nah, couldn't do it. Yeah, it's, that's it. It's bad enough in camp when they want to do that. <laughs> oh, yeah, camp, yeah, it's shit. They bloody, they're out there with the frigging lawn trimmer or something whipping out the bloody white gums and that, and you're like, dude, why are you doing this, why are you doing this shit? You know we're all asleep. What are you, what are you doing? But now it's funny. That's so right. I wouldn't, I wouldn't put it, I wouldn't wish it on anyone. Yeah, the blower, and you're like, dude, who cares? The fucking shit's going to go everywhere. <laughs> there you go. Do it at, like, between four and seven. Four and seven. Yeah, exactly, before actually asleep. Oh, But a lot of people do it, especially over here. There's a lot of people who live in the mining towns, and they come home every day, and they do that. You see the alfoil on the windows and all of that, and people make it work. And they, it, it's like having a about, having a real job. Yeah, like cow would be the same. Having a real job, but also being home every every day, you know. And um, they've chosen that. There's lots of people that do that, and that's why it's good to have. Listen to you. Listen to me. Listen to other people who have amazing content and podcasts and videos and shit, and get as much knowledge as you can to see. Your family situation. Did you hear that? Siri talking to what? me. She Siri. didn't know how to respond to that. I wasn't talking yeah, to you. Uh-oh. My God. <laughs> it's the first time that's happened in a podcast. <laughs> but to pick out the bits that that's me, that's my family, that's um, what we want to do. All right, yep, that would work for us. Oh, yeah, I never even thought of that. So the more you know the more likely you are to succeed, you know, with your family and with yourself and with your money. Yeah. Yeah, well, that sort of brings us to my other Mm. – oh, of course, definitely. That's what it is. Information's power. uh, That's how you're going to make it work. But my – this this is my actual rant. Now, this is where I get real sooky. Oh, go. Right. I'm sitting back. Shut up, my mumsy. This is going to be it. (laughs) So it's no big deal, really. Pour but... a beer into my wine glass. Yeah. Oh, also with families and that as well is that if there's anything like negative going on, you've got to watch your like your proportions and your ratios of the vibe and things like that. So if you've got if there's negative stuff going on at home, it's going to amplify through the roof. Right, while you're away, when you're left alone, you don't know what is actually going on. You know, when someone says something in your partner, and you know, go, something goes unsaid or whatever. That and and all it is is you and yourself is going to manifest that thing into whatever it, the worst thing it can possibly be. So, um, like a couple of notes here, I've I've got about that. So, hang on before you go into your rant, especially yeah. <laughs> what I always say when if you're worried about someone, you know. Both my kids went through domestic violence and big, you know, my listeners know all the shit. Um, People have died, lots of things. And 
you don't hear from someone and you're going up the ramp to back when we had our phones with us a <laughs> long time ago, two o'clock in the morning and you haven't heard from partner or kid or whoever and it just like you say it just amplifies so big it makes it so much worse and you see all the you never see the good scenarios it's always the worst one and um and it can be the same for the partner at home you know when they haven't heard from us like what you were saying about which is a good reason if I'm at work I'm at work. I might be able to send you a sneaky message at crib, but that will probably be about it, you know. And if anything major happens, here's the phone number of site and the supervisor and you can ring and you can get me for major, major shit. Like you always need to have that. Um, but it amplifies 20 times more, 100,000. <laughs> Think full moon. Think blood moon. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because once you get good at what you do, you can do it with your eyes shut. Mm. So then it's That's not right. uh, occupying your mind anymore. It's not keeping you busy. It's not keeping you entertained. You find it elsewhere. And your mind, you know, you are your the worst person you want to be stuck with is yourself. And that's what I've said before as well. If you've got things going on in your head on the best of days and coming out on site is could be the last thing you ever do because it's just you can be stuck by yourself the loneliness is just crazy i mean i'm on a pattern with two other trucks normally and we all split out and like that night shift you know you're the only person on the planet really once they're behind you and stuff you flick your work lights off there's nothing and sometimes night we don't get a sky because there'll be light plants around the place. There'll be the next bench will be getting worked on or the yes. one above us. Yeah. So you'll have that glow. You, never, you still always got a bit of a glow um, and you never really get that proper like, wow, look at the stars. It's, it's kind of rare to get a really good night because you've got this. It's around you though. You, if you're really deep and you look up, you're looking at a star, shooting star and then it's a bloody truck going past because you're like 12 benches down yeah. and you're looking straight up yeah. and you're like, oh, it's a fucking, that's a bloody water cart, you know, zipping past right on yeah. the top. That's it, yeah. Whereas with us, we drive out of the pit, which is why I would never want to operate a digger or a drag line or anything and be stuck in the hole or a drill. I want to drive in and out. I want to do both, except when it's raining and you go and psycho down the ramp. I don't like that. We're doing twirly whirlies. <laughs> Well, we were talking about um, family and stuff. I think yeah. we're probably up to your rant. I reckon your rant and then my quick fire questions and then. Yeah. Which will be well, I could do this every week if you want to. <laughs> oh, <laughs> my God. I was just thinking then, like, I could, I could, we can do this after, but I, I could see us doing something together because. You have so many perspectives that men relate to and then I know that women relate to me a lot but I am not about women, I'm about minors. You know, there's a lot of people mm. who do what I do. Well, no, you know, no one does me but they're doing things as well but they're more for women and all that and I'm not, neither is my sister, steel cap sisters. We, we do, we're just 
freaking mine. It's about mining. It's about people. It's in yeah. general, you know. So, um, yeah, I think there's a lot of opportunities. I I just love it. I love talking about mining and everything about it with people. Yeah, but there's lots of um, lots of opportunities. Yeah, well, that's what I mean. Like before, I did any of this. I was, but you know, I've, I've always joked and said, like, I could talk about anything. Like, it could be anything. That's why I'm spreading out my content a little bit towards the house. Like, I'll be in the bar and people will see like Hot Wheels cars in the background, and then they'll be like, "When are you going to do a tour oh, of the Hot Wheels?" And I'm like, that. that's not a, that's not yeah, that's not a sixty second thing. But then it's like, hang on, I've got two and a half thousand Hot Wheels cars, and it's like, that's. Or like the barbecuing, you know, I can literally do cooking with like cooking with coops or something, and do anything. I can do anything I want. The amount of things that I do that it, a lot of people are like this. They just do things, and then they realise, hang on a minute, people actually are interested, or that I can help, I can teach, I can show, I can share, and 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 people love it. So yeah, like I say, I could talk about anything really. Mm. It's just a, give me a give me an opportunity and an audience and. Uh, and we'll get into it like this. Like I say, I've got a lot of opinions. I have had a lot of women pop up on my stuff, not a lot, but some, and they've asked things like, um, my husband's going to a new site or um, what should I expect for him? Or some woman's gone, oh, my husband's just left me after 22 years. You know, what's he's at a site and there's all these women there and stuff like that. And I'm just like, look, man, if he went there and that went down the drain in the first month or two, it was gone before he left. Like that's pretty clear cut that it was gone before he left. Um, and then like it's just not like that here. We're not partying. It's not we're, – we're busy, man. You know, like he's gone there looking for an hour or whatever. I don't know. But I think like you said, that collaboration style where you got women relating to you, maybe they want to ask a guy questions. Of talk course. to a guy about what how his mindset is and how he, how yeah how your mind thinks when you're there and like but it is it's all mind control it's all self control it's all I mean you think like my partner works in retail I'm not there going oh she's there with Joe and Jim and Jeff and all this crap you know and they're all having a laugh in the in the lunchroom I don't care I mean but she's working doing her thing I'm there working doing my thing that's it we come together at yeah. the end that time we have together is spent is important. It's not spent accusations and frigging bad vibes and all this bullshit, you know. That's, uh, people drive themselves apart, that's it. They create their own wedges, you know, and they just drive themselves apart. But that's underlying. It was never destined to, to, to last and people like that, so. Mm. All right, rant away. This one's good and you'll like this. So this is giving me the shits, man, and you you should know who I'm talking about, right? So I will mention it so we got clarity about who, and I don't know how well spread out you are across TikTok, but there's this peanut on there who's just had too much red cordial, you know, like he's just off his head, pinging around off the walls, going, saying things like, are you sick of working FIFO and, your fucking life sucks, and and, and anyone that says life FIFO's goods full of shit, and and they're all just f- fucking making it up, and 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 it's bullshit, and you'd never do this, and you can't do that, and it's a joke, and all this crap, and he's just this. And is he young? Frigging 
twit. Yeah, he'd be, he's probably my age. You know, he's probably 30s, mid-30s or something. And he's just... Yeah, prob- I think you know, I the saw, I think come across him just the other day. I'm like, what's this? Full of beans. Right. And you're just like, what, what the fuck is yes. going on here? Yeah. I think I know and who you mean. Like, yeah, and like, I mean, he's getting heaps of traction because people are like, this guy's a peanut. But so these these people, yeah, these people that do this shit, right, really pisses me off. And that's the other thing about this mining, this this whole thing. I mean, it, and it gives me and you a platform, right? That's why we're here because it's, for some reason, it's such a topic. Like, people don't talk about retail. You know, they don't talk about construction. Like, but mining, it's such a weird thing that we're all put under this massive blanket, right? And then it, because there's so much perceived knowledge that is just not real like they think we're going to go work in the mines i mean you know the mines like it's this alice in wonderland place you know you just walk in there and if fucking munchkins are running around and the music singing the music you know we're all just la 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 we we all work in the mines money flying everywhere you know like gold bars and shit you know it's like what the fuck man you wouldn't this is we're working dirt we're working shit and, and we, we're allowed to do it for 12 hours a day. That's what we've been given. That's the hand we're dealt. There's no glory. You're working in shit, right? End of story. It's like any job. The problem is you get these peanuts, this hyperactive shit going, are you sick of working FIFO? Are you sick of doing that crap? Sick of not seeing your friends? Sick of never going to your fucking birthday parties and all this crap? Well, I've got a way out for you. Join my program and I'll get you out. It's like, that is people exploiting – that is people exaggerating all the negatives and completely exploiting people who feel like they're trapped in that lifestyle. These people will not save the day. They will not get you out. They will not fix your fucking financial problems. They will not fix your marriage. They will not fix the relationship that you've lost with your family and your friends. Yet – People are jumping on board. This 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 stuff is poison. Like this stuff is cancerous shit. They they're targeting people that are already vulnerable and alone and have their own demons. Man, there's already stuff going on there. That this people like this ain't gonna fix. They're not gonna help this shit one bit. And I think that's wrong. I think that stuff shouldn't exist. It's not fair. And, I mean, my channel, what we do, we're not promoting the lifestyle like it's going to save the world and you're going to have the best time ever and it's going to be fantastic. That's the other half of my issue is there are these pages where there's people dancing. You know, they're dancing around. They're having a great time. They're clapping their hands. and Their outfits are changing and they're doing their, you know, morning selfie in their, you know, bare essentials. Yeah, all the bullshit, all the bullshit, you know, and they're making it like it's a fucking dance party. That shit is not on because our whole FIFO world is these two things, right? It's the person, whoever they are, dressed in their high-vis and then clicking their heels and then they're in their little outfit, you know, dancing, having a great time, and they've got this idiot over here who's going... Fuck mining, fuck FIFO, you're an idiot if you're still doing it. And if you think, if you say you like it, you're lying. That's it. That's all I see right now. And then I come down the middle and it's like, I don't want to be one of these people bagging it because, I mean, but I do. I'd be real. I just say, you know what, you're going to come out here, you're going to eat a thousand flies. That's it. 
basic, straightforward. There's thousands of flies. It's 56 degrees. Bring your water. But I'm telling you, get ready for the flies. Stay hydrated. You know, I'm not telling you it's shit because it's 56 degrees. I'm telling you, fucking bring your water, man. You're going to need water. Make it get a good jug. Get a good bottle. You know, and my, my point is... Is, is trying to be as positive as possible. But this other shit is nuts, man. Like, that's uh, yeah, that's it. I think that's crap. And they glorify it. These people that do their little clap and their bums are hanging out and all this shit and they got 100,000 million fucking views. And it's just like, pff, I, don't, I don't think there's any value in that. I think it's rubbish. I think the only good stuff that's going on is the stuff that we're doing and... Uh, another chap on YouTube that's got his, his um, new starters channel on there. I think the stuff he's doing is really good. Eh? A couple of other people on there that are good, but they sway a little bit towards weird stuff that they're doing at home as well, which is not very good focus. But, nah, that's about it. I don't think that stuff's good for anybody. I think it's poison, eh? Something like that. I'm a bit, um, I'm a bit, <laughs> no, I'm a bit thing. I'm a bit. Um, oh, I'm. I'm a little bit teary because I'm a bit. <laughs> I totally agree with your rant. Um, and I feel like we are just giving people an insider's view. Um, of what to expect, and how to prepare for it. Yeah. And um, the two <laughs> the two sides of the spectrum that you described, I can see. And mm. you're right. There's there's just the weird. ones that do that, like bang, uh, I'm at work and I'm doing this, and bang, now I'm living the high yeah. life and all that. And you know, it's their the thing is, it's their freedom to share what they want to share. But I also understand what yeah. you're saying, and especially about the one who's focusing on the negative, because that um, that isn't helpful. And nah. that's preying on the that's preying on people that are down. That's yes, the they're the ones that will see that and listen to that, and um, it's like they're using. FIFO, you know, and there are thousands of people who are doing it. Like FIFO is a thing, but it's also FIFO, Dido, SISO, HIHO. Do you know what HIHO is? HIHO. Other than HIHO, HIHO, it's off to where we go. Back to the bloody, yeah, the little guys running around. (laughs) It's That's right. It's hello. Helicopter in, helicopter out. Oh, yeah, helicopter, yeah, heli in and out, yeah, yeah. Yes, like yeah, Barrow cool. Island and places like that. Barrow, and, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, and because uh, someone I know was there once. <laughs> we'll leave it at that. And that's how I found out about that. And actually, no, someone who was on my podcast who was talking all about family, she wrote a book. I think separated by work, and we had two episodes, and um, and her husband went to an oil rig, oil would it have mm. been off 
up up yeah, the top oil there. And, gas, yeah. and um yeah. yeah, and he was doing hi ho and I'm like, what the fuck? So I've never heard that. Really? So when people <laughs> use FIFO and there's like you follow all the hashtags FIFO, like over here most people, many people, probably eighty percent are Dido, which is drive in, drive out. Mm. Couple hours, yeah. two, three, four hours, or if you're up Townsville, they might do the further, um, like a whole day travel. But they're driving. But there's also people yeah. that'll fly, and they fly to Brisbane or to Townsville, especially like from Carmichael and that. Um, but so I see the FIFO lifestyle that people focus on as mining lifestyle. Yeah. I just I yeah. I just wanted to say that and um I agree with you 100% and like my sister always says there's and she go oh, cuz she lives over there so she gets the um anti fifo sentiment and has been dealing mm. with it for many many years and done lots of things around it and um I love that she also likes to balance it with there are thousands of people, tens of thousands of people that are living the FIFO lifestyle that love it and it's working yeah. for them and they're happy and their family's okay and they're not broken up and they're, you know, like. and Yeah, but they don't get Facebook pages for those people. That doesn't happen. Yeah, that, that doesn't get views. Nah, but they don't. People don't talk about things that are good. No, which has got a lot to do with what we try to do. Yeah, it's like it's, uh, you know, my, when we started, you go on Facebook and type in just FIFO, and the first two things you're going to probably see is FIFO cheaters and FIFO some shit, you know, some negative bloody FIFO wives cheating or some crap, you know? And it's like, great, that's the first, you know, even the FIFO wives stuff, my partner was into that because, you know, they all go and look to find helpful information. But, of course, there's none. You know, the whole time I know it's just going to be a shit show. And it's just, you know, people on there, oh, my husband comes home, he doesn't do anything. Oh, my cousin, husband comes home and all he wants to do is have sex with me. My husband comes home, he doesn't want to have sex with me. My husband comes home, he wants to sleep the whole time. And it's like they're never going to say, and my, my, you know, my partner's like, what the fuck? I don't understand what the hell's going on. Why are these people together? Why are these people in a relationship if this is going on? And, you know, someone's going, even if it's like, oh, when he comes home, all he wants to do is have sex, and then they're going, oh, you're not his sex slave and you don't deserve that and everything and it's like well honey, the next person's complaining they don't get anything when they come home and it's like what the fuck you know it turns into this weird ricky lake bloody oprah winfrey friggin uh, jerry springer shit you know and you're like come on people i said to me partner i said why don't you tell them how good you've got you know she, she's like i don't get it i don't even understand any of this shit you know? and i'm like why don't you tell them and she goes, oh, I'll probably get kicked out of the group. <laughs> I just go, don't be with someone. <laughs> yeah, it's like, it's like here, don't be with someone you're not compatible with. Don't commit to a relationship and turn it into a business where you can't, buddy, leave no matter how hard you try. Don't sit back and spend money that isn't yours because 
that's the lifestyle you want to live. But then hate the person that's providing that sort of thing as well. Male, female, whatever, I don't care. Um, don't be a dickhead. Hey, I mean, hello. Just don't be a dickhead. And you won't, shit like that won't happen. I have this thing that where I'd say, and it's a little bit biased and it's a little bit down the line and it's not quite true, but, you know, shit things happen to shit people sometimes. I mean, come on. I mean, I've been dealt some pretty bad hands sometimes. I do think back and think, you know what, I've done some pretty shitty things as well as, as, as a young person. But sometimes shit things just happen to shit people. And if you're not a fucking shit person, sometimes good things happen as well. So I don't know. But, the, yeah, the sparks only fly when it's all going wrong. And then everyone's looking. And it's like, oh, shit, something's, fucked, something's gone wrong here. Something's stuffed up. No one gives a shit when it's all going to plan. But even my supervisors are like, man, I'm glad when something breaks because then we've got something to do. <laughs> I'm just like, dude, <laughs> I can make a break. Oh I can make something break for you every day if you want. <laughs> yeah, it's like when you have a state of the nation or a big meeting out at work, and you're like, oh, you know, it's never going to be good. Or, or they'll, or they'll say, oh, the prices are high, and there's this and there's that, and then they say, but but we still need to get the price per ton yeah. down, like to get it out of the hole. Yeah. Um, well, you just it told us how much you're getting per ton, and then and then it all comes down to that extra two minutes that we spent where we parked up early, you know, because yeah, times every day, every year, every truck. Right, exactly. And if you're on a three quarter of an hour turnaround down the pit, out of the pit, you know, it can be longer, can be shorter, depending what levels you're at and all that. And um, you've got to time your park up to perfection because yeah. you don't want to be the last one the bus is waiting for. You don't yeah. want to piss off the digger driver who's like he's already walked off the bench. He's like, what the fuck did you come back for, you dickhead? Well, it was a bit early to park yeah. up. I'll be the one in trouble. Yeah. Or you don't want to be <laughs> you don't want to be the truck that should have gone down in the pit and didn't and the digger is sitting there, wait on truck, wait on truck, wait on truck. And so that means the yeah, whole crew's yeah. parked up early and everyone's in trouble. It's either way. Uh, <laughs> oh, and on the last day, no one cares, you know. It's like, yeah, we'll deal with that when we come back next week. Just get get up here so that you're ready to get on the bus. We're going home. Oh, my God. Yeah. Right. See, I'm lucky I don't do that with what these guys would do because we see that where, yeah, the truckies all have to leave earlier and they get back later. So that's where I'm I'm lucky in that sense. But I mean, yeah. like, yeah, definitely. There's so much. There's so much going on out there. Like, I mean, people. Everyone wants to be a, you know, a dumpy driver. Everyone. I just want to get out on the mines and drive the dumpies. And it's like, man, they. I don't know what they think the money's like. I don't know where all this stuff comes from that they've got this in their heads. But yeah, the people that I'm getting is like, I'm getting so many foreigners and stuff that are like, oh, can you get me a job and can you sponsor me and all this crazy stuff? I'm telling you, man, like the stuff that's going on out there is ludicrous. And you see, I've hit about five, six in followers. And the interesting thing is, is that they're, they're repeat commenters, they're repeat watchers, they're repeat for every single video I do. I know I've got a bit of a hashtag bomb, um, but I have already reduced that down by about 10. Um, I don't really know how any of it works. I'm just, just winging it all, really. I didn't even know what TikTok was, you know, 
until a few months ago, eight months yeah, ago, six months ago, whatever. Me too, I'm new on it all. Yeah, it's like what? But like somehow it's working and and whatever's going on. But they are actual. I tend to find they are genuine. Like the people I have on there are genuine. You know, if someone does some funny video of them tripping over a, on dog turd or something, and they get a million views. None of that's genuine. None of that's going to happen again because people are just laughing at some mm. bullshit thing and they got a heap of views and they got yeah. 5,000 followers. Or it's never going to happen again. They got no interaction with the person and their page is actually about origami or something stupid and it makes no sense. But at least mine is actually genuine. So my audience is quite engaged, quite genuine. I get a lot of feedback, a lot of comments. I mean, it's endless. I can't keep up with it. Um but, like, it's helpful and whatever we can do to try and spread that sort of thing is great because I do have a couple of other people that I'm working with. Uh, so, like, a, you know, a machinery um, company or an, an, a company that has an app that has a machinery sort of app. So, once you've got it in there, you can put the trucks and the machinery that you work with on there and then people can actually talk about just the machines. So, like, wiring harnesses, it's leaking oil, how do I run it, what does this knob do? You know, so people can get together. It's almost like Facebook where people can actually just use that program. And then, and I'm just like, dude, come on. Of course I want to be involved with you. This is help. This is helpful. I'm here to help. That's your brain going, oh, I like that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I'm just like, man, hello. Because everything I do is me learning from Jim to then share it with Joe, you know, and that's what I do with work and my kids and everybody. So I do have a question as we start to move into wrapping up this epic episode, um, but don't worry, there's yeah. going to be a lot more of us two together in the future, so watch this <laughs> space, um, definitely. definitely. But how do you get away with having your phone on site for all your social media stuff, your TikTok, your Instagram, your YouTube and Facebook videos, especially the TikTok? Yeah. So we get breaks during the day. And the best thing about it is the TikTok's only 60 seconds long. And I only do short form content. Mm. And that's the exact reason why. So we don't leave the pattern where we're working for a break. We don't go back to a crib hut. We don't do that. So we have breaks hang on, as we see fit. Mad Mumsy, Mad Mum, Mad Mumsy's got a hand up. And that is a question I had written down but thought we might not get to it. You don't have your lunch. You don't have crib and your breaks at a crib hut. You have them in the pit. Because I've seen your TikToks about your funky lunch boxes and stuff, which are, which is good yeah. if you need that, yeah. if you haven't got a fridge at the crib hut, like, my, like yeah. many yeah. of us do. <laughs> So, yeah, so it's it's not bad. So because the other thing is as well, you look at guys that are on pattern and like the blast crews and all that, and they all leave, they shut down everything and they leave to go have lunch. So yeah. they shut down, they've got time out to drive to the crib hut, so call that 10 minutes, maybe mm-hmm. 15 sometimes, and then that's not in their time. That's not taken out of their lunch, which it can't be. And then they've got time back, so 10, 15 minutes. So call that half an hour of production time that they're using to transit back and forth. Call it an hour for lunch. 
So I've been at these crib huts when people are having lunch and they're doing hot seating and stuff like that and everyone's just laying around reading a book or they're on their phone or they're whatever or doing nothing. So what we do, uh, and you've got to take the good with the bad with this, is we have our break on the fly. So our machines, we can eat while we work, plain and simple. The other thing is if you want to have a break and go and have a sit down and do nothing, then when you shut the truck down, the, the particular trucks that we use, they take a while to warm back up again. So even if we hop out of the truck and have a conversation with somebody else uh, for about 20 minutes, our, our machinery, our, our tool will disconnect from the rest of the software and we'll have to fire it all back up again and get it going. So for the sake of uh, keeping the ball rolling. Sorry, 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 interruption. So your truck needing to warm up isn't the actual truck needing to warm up, like building up the air or something. It's the the software reconnecting more than anything. The equipment, yeah, the equipment. So, yeah, so it's the, the tool that hangs off a wire that goes into the ground is... Uh, an electronic system that's talking to an onboard system, which is live as well. So that um, has to send signals back and forth along the wire. And the wire can be 600 metres long. So you've got data going through that wire. Um, it's trying to run a system. It's trying to boot it up. It's, you know, there's about 50 things that are running all at once. And once all that's in harmony and sync, then it runs and then we're off and racing. So when it's going, you know, let the good times roll. So us as operators as well will be... Just if we're humming, man, and we're just we're happy, we're, we're humming along just, just trying to get our quota, we're, we're happy to just keep going. If you shut the thing down, this is where I say you got to take the good with the bad. If you decide to shut it down, pack up, leave the pattern, go and have lunch, come back, fire it back up, you've probably lost two hours if you're lucky. Absolutely, mm-hmm. if you're lucky, you've lost two hours of production in that day. And then you do that twice a day. If you did that, well, twice if you want to have day, your fifteen, like, sm- yeah, if mm. you want to have your smokers and stuff, I mean, and we're on a blast pattern, right? So it's not safe to be walking around on in the first place. So you've got that human um, safety aspect of things. You've got, uh, I mean, do you go and have a fifteen-minute break and just walk around on a pattern full of holes and potential trip hazards and things like that? You got to keep sense where sense belongs. You know, it's not common, but it's got to be there. So, so yeah, we don't have lunch breaks. Short, the long and short of it, we don't actually have a dedicated lunch yes. break. If we need, if we need to go to the throne, and you know, all hell's breaking loose, and we can get an LV to come in and grab us. But we've usually got drillers around, blast crew around. There'll be an LV float around somewhere. We can hit the horn and or get on, the, you know, get on the radio and just go, "Hey, mate, can you?" Zip me up to the next uh, crib up if you're feeling a bit crook or whatever, you need to go to the loo. That's it. But now we carry our gear. We're very self-sufficient. And you'll see on my videos, if you've seen the ones I did about what I carry on site, my backpack, I, did, I haven't made that a three-part video because the amount of stuff I take with yeah. me. And the whole point of that is, is just, man, be comfortable. Be comfortable. If you're stuck somewhere, especially in an environment like that, just be comfortable. I've just added another thing to my kit now that I'm going to take, and it's like a 1.1 liter, uh, no, an 800 mil bottle, but it's one of those thermal things. I'm just going to put hot water in it, so then I can have me two minute noodles out there because we can't cook anything. Oh, we always eat cold food. Yeah, bloody excited, eh? So I saw that and I was like, oh. Oh, I can have 
Ten minute noodles. I could we'll put some red sausages in there or something crazy. I can get al dente, mate. I can have it all happening, eh? Get all funky. <laughs> we cook po- yeah. Get fun- yeah, we, we cook pies on the exhaust system. Like that's just, we we got pies and sausage rolls because you know they got all the Mrs. Max out there and they're in the mess. We uh yeah, we stick them on the heat shield for the exhaust and, and cook our pies and stuff like that. So it's good until yeah, you forget. Yeah. I've heard that before. There. Underground underground yeah. do stuff like that because they're not they don't have microwaves yeah. or anything and then yeah. you remember and oh this is what happens you remember and you go oh shit me pie and then you look at it and it's gone and it, and it literally just fell out like the last hole that you were logging and you were like and you're like oh, no man no. i had a thought about it 10 minutes ago it would have been sweet but now it's on the ground shit so yeah it's it's funny but yeah no 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 official oh, breaks for us right so we were talking about, I think, phones on site and how you've got permission. Yes, those phones. Yep, correct. That. Yep. So how that's we it. That's ended right. up with crib, I don't know, but that was me. Sorry. <laughs> well, that's lunch breaks, right? So that's what I do. So I've got time for myself to do whatever I want with. Um, so my smokos, my lunches, I use them when I want to, and that's what I do. I go and stretch my legs and make a video. That's it. And then in my lunch break, I might edit it and put it together or I usually do them when I get back to my room. So my videos, I get asked a lot, a lot to do videos about camp. Can you do a walkthrough? Can you do a day in the life? Can you show me the truck? Um, I get a lot of requests like that, people that want to see the in, the action. They want to see the grit, you know. But I just don't do it. I, I won't do it. Uh, I probably never will. I, the clients of the big company that I work for there, I'm a contractor, so my company are okay with everything I do because I don't show anything, I'm not defamatory in any way, I'm not, you know, goofing off and dancing around and acting silly, I'm telling you guys out there, people that get snuffed out, you know, the nail that gets hammered, the nail that sticks out gets hammered, all right, the nail that sticks out gets hammered. If you're going to do videos, jumping around your bedroom, jumping around the crib hut, jumping around on site, acting acting a fool, slipping around, sliding, dancing, doing silly stuff, you're going to get taken out. End of story. Because you're making the company look bad. You're making things look silly. You're making your health and safety look like a joke. And, and that's where things are going to go south for people that are doing the wrong thing on videos. So... And if you're adding sexual content and things like that, you're just going to get snuffed out as well because that's not what we're there for. We're there – we're trying so hard every day to, to equalise and, and make everyone be treated equal. And if you're sexualising the, the trade and the site and what you're doing, if you're making it into a – you're just making it worse. You're not doing yourselves any favours at all by prancing around and making it a sexual thing. It's ridiculous. So I know you get views and you think it's fantastic, but just do it in your own time. Don't do it in your uniform. Don't do it on site. Don't do it there. Don't make it a FIFO a, a thing. It's just ridiculous. Yeah. You're wearing your name badge. You're wearing your gear. You're, you're just making yourself look ridiculous. So just that, that has to stop, right? End of story. I mean... I do my videos. I make them as educational as I can. I try not to show anything in the background. Like I said, my company screen my videos. My 
client screen my videos. Everything has been seen by everybody. And I'm just careful to not show things that don't need to be shown. So I don't know. What else is there? I, le I leave it to them to, uh, to tell me I can and can't do it. Other people have done stuff. Other people have said things. Other people have talked about where they work. And they are the ones that are getting chatted up about it. So they know who they are. They'll know it when they hear this. And that's too. big because <laughs> everyone listens to this podcast, right? <laughs> but it, it's a um, it's a good lesson for people who are new to mining or haven't quite got their start yet to be aware about what you're allowed to take. They'll generally, when you first start, especially if you're going to be a truckie, they'll let you have one photo with a truck. You can put that out on your social media, you know. Um, but after that, no, game on. You can get no. fired for it. And that's why Well, it's I, intellectual property. It is. It is. And you're on it their is, yeah. site. And, and it always will be. Yeah. And you will have done inductions and procedures when you signed up about their social media policy. And yeah. you have yeah, to follow but, it. And even if you put on yeah. your, um, say, your Facebook profile that you work at so-and-so, you can get in the shit for that because everything that you then put on Facebook yeah. is You're seen representing as saying business. representing the company. So as yeah, soon as I heard definitely. that in a big definitely. meeting years ago when they changed it, as I was walking down the ramp on my phone to the light vehicle because we were allowed yeah. to then, I changed where I worked to like madmumsy.com. I don't work at this place anymore because I'm not representing them when I'm fishing. Oh, I don't fish. But like for people that fish or or whatever, yeah. you know, when I'm home, I'm But it does break, happen, I'm eh? Not, I don't do that. Mm. And also they search your email address. Yeah. So whatever email address you sign up for, I'm not sure about all the social medias, but for Facebook, um, it doesn't matter what you call yourself. The, um, uh, I was going to say humanity. What is it? Human resources. When they uh, they <laughs> yeah, yeah. do go they into social media and check shit out, and they yeah. put people's um, email address in, and that's what will show up. So. You know, beware, beware, and know before you go in. That's the thing. Mm. Yeah. So yeah. It, don't that's, take a photo of that concern. incident that you saw. <laughs> yeah, yeah, don't, yeah. Don't show. And that's their. That's why. That's the biggest why. Of course. As to why yeah, they. And if you're there, if you're there doing a pirouette with a mop in your hand, and you're talking about, uh watch me clean a room on the mine site and you're spinning around with a mop in your hand, when you fall over and break your wrist and you're trying to get a medical claim, they're going to say, well, we just watched mm. you in a TikTok video doing, you don't know how to use your tools properly. You're acting a fool. You're doing silly things yeah. like that. That's your character now. And the insurance company's going to go, dude, no way. You're letting, and yeah. your supervisor is allowing you to act like this on site. And you've done video evidence of you doing it. So, I mean, hello. And the other things are, if you're going to go, and this is rampant, you'll find this anywhere, anywhere you find someone. And I reckon I'm just one of the few that doesn't do it. 
and I've been through my stuff and, your, to make sure I don't. Because you're so special. <laughs> I can't wait to hear what it's going to be. <laughs> I need to know what this is. No. It's you when you do a when you're a channel or you're someone you know. I'm Mitch on mining, right? So my stuff is mining. You go through people who have got a FIFO's their connection to their social media, and they've got a channel and they've got all these views and all this following and that, and then they're showing you stuff of their dog jumping around, ripping up a goanna or or they're at a shopping centre bagging out Woolworths, or they're just having a sook about the Shire or some stupid shit, or they're talking about problems at home and, and all this random crap, or their boyfriend or their girlfriend or what the, you know, I mean, hello. So they've, they've, they've had a channel that was getting this sort of interest for things that actually are relevant and in, interesting and, and on point, and they're going to, fill it out with all this other bullshit and you're just like, what the hell is going on here? And in the meantime, they're wearing a Rio outfit, a BHP outfit, an FMG outfit in one video, and then they're jumping around a nightclub drunk as, as a skunk kicking a friggin' wheelie bin down the road or something in the next video they're making. Like, what? You, yeah. you, you wonder why you get the sack? You wonder why you get chatted up? You wonder why you're giving things a bad image? You've done it right there and then. It doesn't take a genius. And I'm telling you, this is rampant. This is totally rampant. And even some of the big people that have got tens of thousands of followers when it comes to FIFO-related stuff do silly stuff like this and do off-the-cuff videos that make no sense and they are just tarnishing themselves, what we're trying to do here, the whole thing. It's just weird. It, it, I don't know, just a joke sometimes. It's not easy. It's not hard to be careful, and you know I've got so many eyes watching my stuff, and I haven't been picked up on anything yet. Yeah, and um, I hear a lot of people that I follow about social media and online marketing and online courses and all the things, and they say that about diluting your not diluting your content. But they also say it's not bad to have like one channel or say Instagram your stories or something as more of an inside yeah. view of what you're doing so that they feel like yeah. they can connect with the person instead of it being your main yeah. content. But in saying what you just said, I'm thinking, oh, do I do that? And because I've got a bit on TikTok, not a lot, um, but. I did one and I remember it was a Sunday afternoon and I was sitting by the fire and I've got this tree where the seeds pop in the winter when it gets cold and I was having a fire and I, I videoed it and I'm like, this is shit, I'm going to get it on video and I got it on video and do you know that's my most watched video? And I'm like, it's not even it's not even mining related and you're diluting your yeah. content, you dickhead. It was, but it was so <laughs> funny I just had to do it. And you just think, yeah, you just think, oh, I could. So, look, I've, I've, I have got a couple of other ones that I've picked up because, like I said, I got, uh, you know, I got a bit of attention uh, with the barbecues from people. So I actually started. See, that's a where you'll have to be careful now because, ooh, mm. because I've got thousands of of videos and and um, photos of barbecue stuff that I've done over the years. My barbecue at the beach when I'm camping, at my old house, my new house, 
so many different things. So I've done um, I've done a barbecue one for TikTok, and I've actually done a cars one, like a Hot Wheels cars one, and that because my son, it's an opportunity for me and my son to share them. You know, they I yes. I found out I was having a son you know, 14 years ago, and I thought, well, I'm going to start collecting cars for him, and one day they can all be his. So, you know, we're talking 2,000 plus cars. Um, you know, and he's 15 now, and we're still just getting them randomly, sort of one at a time. But so um, for the for the cars one, what's going on here? We called it Cooper's Cars. That's a good idea. So that's on TikTok. Cars. Oh yeah, I remember. Yeah. So Cooper's Cars on TikTok. Coops on cooking. I was going to do Mitch oh, on meat, but I thought that, that might. Uh, Mitch on meat might get the wrong. Um... <laughs> the thing is, though, everything is meat. I, mean, I... I was going to say I nearly swallowed my microphone, but that's not true. <laughs> <laughs> that just that just plays into the, uh, the same situation. But uh, yeah, I know. And I'm like, yeah, Mitch on meat. That's good. I'm like, oh, I can see where this is going to go. So I'll make it uh, coops on cooking. So no, nah, but like. I don't know. Like I was saying, a lot of things happen. Oh. Yeah. I was going to say, a lot of things, a lot, you do a lot of things sometimes and it's just worth sharing it, that's all. Yeah. And that's a good idea to, rather than dilute your channel, like so for those FIFO channels that are doing all the stuff on their break, create another channel for that. You know, yeah. and share your stuff yeah, when like you're literally. on site if you're allowed to, and all of all of those yeah. things. But um, yeah, that's right. Yeah. There you go. If, if this is if this is an educational, you know, point, then that's what it is. So, so I'm doing it. Be be professional in what you do. So, like, I've got my channel. Yeah. It's it's mining related stuff. I'll give you a sample of what I do in my R and R. And then if, the, you know, you read the comments, read the room, like, look what's going on. People are like, man, your barbecues, your, your food, your barbecues, your food. Cool. Now, bang, I'll make another channel. That's where I can filter people to. Yeah, that, whatever happens, happens. It's fine. But, yeah, I'm not bringing it into mine. And I'm not like, oh, come with me down to the beach. Like, I might be down the beach. I, I'll do something down there and be like, oh, hey, Mitch, because Mitch on R&R, you know, like that's another take on what I'm doing. Here I am down at the beach, yeah. sweet. And then in the background, you'll see my cast and my setup. And then that'll be like, dude, what's going on with your car? Because I've got a bar, I've got an oven, I've got two fridges in my car, I've got the slide pan. All, and I had all that before I was doing FIFO as well, FYI. So, mm. but people will pick mm-hmm. up on that and see it in the background. They want to know. But then you don't want to bombard your channel with car related stuff because it's not what we're here for. So, know your audience. Mm. Dedicate yourself to what you're doing. I'm still a beginner. I've got no idea what's going on. I'm just, I'm nobody. So, um, just. Not true. Not true anymore. That, you need to change those uh, boots because they're changed already. <laughs> right? No. Yeah. You've learned a lot from your journeys. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, I haven't even been mining a year yet. I mean, it'll be a year on the uh, 25th. 5th of January, and that's it. Right. So, yeah, you never quite answered that question at the start. So, less than a year. There you go. Let's see how you go for the next. 
I know, like I say, sometimes it's like it only takes a year. <laughs> and you know, you kind of know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I was good for the first 10 years and the last yeah. three were a struggle. But as it turned out, I was going yeah. through menopause but didn't know, which my listeners know about. Um, I was just, you know, we can't do this anymore. Like when I needed to go to the crib up for a cup of cup of tea because I got smashed with that big rock. <laughs> but that was a fucking big rock. That would have that would have freaked me out fifteen years ago. Don't matter. Yeah. Yeah. Shake a house. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's what it is, you know. But everyone's different. You know, my little house. Everyone's different. <laughs> they are. And situations change. And all we can do is just do what we're doing now and love it and keep those boots on and have fun and, and bring. I love that you, when I can see you on on site, you're like, I feel like you're the me, you're the my sister. You're the, you're the one on crew who's trying to do what you can to lift everyone to, hey, we're here. Let's let's just try and do what we can to enjoy you know it and get on. I'll be honest. Yeah, yeah. I'll be honest. Like I did. I I was definitely that guy. Um, something changed. Something happened. Something changed. Oh, changed um, already. Nah. Yeah. Nah. I don't know what it was. I eh? like it was just. I don't know. You got. And I was always like, you know, but you know when you walk in the room in the morning and you're just like, yeah, man, let's rock and roll. Or it's like you walk in, you're like, hey, how's everybody? Yeah, you know, because you're just faced with the yeah, you got to find the level people that have got yeah, you know, sometimes people have got this. I don't know. Just say, let's just say there's some people where you're like, how are you? And they're like, well, I'm here. And you're like, oh, that's I'm alive. Woke mate. up today. Um, <laughs> I'm so glad for you that you've, you've, you know, that's your stoic response to everything. You know, you know, there's some people where you're like, oh, how are you? And, you know, now you know, don't just say nothing. I just don't say anything. Exactly. So, you just don't ask. Them. And then, yeah. yeah, and sometimes you become a bit woke, you know, like I'm someone where I come in, I want to know what I can, I want to know everything, I want to get in, I want to get involved. Everywhere I work, if I start at the bottom, in 12 months I'm, I'm in a management supervisor, a system or something, you know, it's just how it works. I never sit at the bottom for long. And not that there's anything wrong with it, the, the bottom, but I'm always keen. You know, I want to learn more. Show me more. Tell me how it works, man. Show me the numbers. You know, I'm interested. I want to I want to be a part of the machine. Um, I want to help it run. But you got some people that just belong where they are, and that's fine, and they're happy with that. But that's not me. So sometimes in a role you – yeah, sometimes you're not, and I'm – not so i i kind of hit a wall a little bit a little while ago where i was like okay i kind of was told like this is it i thought this was going to be rocket science i thought this was going to take forever to master but it didn't of course it didn't so by the time i knew what i was doing i was like this is it and they were like yeah and i'm like and i was literally told like this is it you know this is it there's no more growth. It's no higher. It's, you're an operator. You're an operator, right? You're an operator. This is it, right? You're but not there's a an opportunity geo to. Nah, you're not putting. Your, you know, there's an opportunity. There's, there's an opportunity to put your name forward to go into supervisory, but everybody did the same thing. You know, and everybody was told, "Hey, put your name forward and see what happens." You're never going to dangle a carrot in front of me. I'm not play games like that. You know, I'm not. 
I'm not a teenager. I'm not silly. I'm not going to do that. So, you know, who knows what's coming next for Mitch. But, um, yeah, it happens. You know, you, you, you know, I saw things a little bit differently. And I even tell my guys, I'm honest about it. I say, you know, look, I'm sorry that, um, you know, I'm not as bloody pumped up as I used to be, you know. But then I, I've come back from it a little bit since. So I was aware um, of what I was told. And I, yeah, I've had a bit of a bounce back. And, and now, but you're right, I am that. You know, I'm giving the guys curry. I'm winding everybody up. And when someone's sad and, or someone's just been a, a sad sack, you know, they're intentionally doing it. I'm like, geez, mate, it must be fun being your mates. I just turn around and walk away, you know, like, how's it going? They're like, uh, I'm like, yeah, it's a good answer, mate. So, yeah, you know, like, let's pump it up. You know, let's have a good time. Let's get some lollies, get some chockies. Let's go and, you know, steal some shit from the bloody crew heart, you know, let's go find some stuff. Let's have a good time, you know, I don't know. Let's go, I don't know, have a laugh. Jeez, we have, we have some great fun, eh? Yeah. We, we, we stuff around just so much. Just lighten up. Lighten the fuck up. Lighten up, man. It's like, dude. Right. Just, relax, just, right. just lighten up. Stop moving dirt. That was a big that was a big thing after work at one band camp I was at and we were having beers and, it, you know, we'd start off, if you talk work, you have to have a drink. Like you got to, right? <laughs> but it always would end up we're moving dirt, we're talking about the day, we're talking about the this, the that, the, and it was the defragging of the, of the week or the day or whatever. But it was stop moving dirt. I was like, oh, okay, what else do we got to talk about? Oh, there's. Yeah, what else are you going to talk about? Because it's funny because I don't, I don't talk about home. Football, yeah. shooting, oh, pigging up here. They all do pigging. But do you know they don't shoot a pig? They stab them and the dogs get them and then they kill them with a knife. And I, well, as soon as I found out that, I was like, well, uh, I can't. You know, so. They'd be sit, especially when it's and when it's raining, they're all sitting around with their pig hunter fucking magazines or their shooting magazines, <laughs> or they're in there watching a video because sometimes we had you know movie nights because it rains a lot over here in certain crib huts. You could you could do stuff like that, and they're watching shoot up bloody things, and I'd be like, right, uh, this is me, so I've got this. This is where I'm sleeping. <laughs> this desk is where I'm working, so I'd take all my lists, all my Mad Mumsy stuff, I'd take my iPad and my little Bluetooth keyboard, and I'm like, I'm doing shit. You can watch your stuff. <laughs> oh, my God. And other people would be watch, reading the, you know, That's Life and New Idea and all those sort of magazines. Or read people read book. a lot, eh? It was yeah. always the library yeah. area. Yeah, we'd pass books around when it rained and stuff like that. So, do you know yeah, we've funny. ticked we over to by. four hours? I told you. When, when I four said three, hours. you were like, what? I'm like, yeah, it's going to be three hours, man. <laughs> yeah. And I, I said, don't tell Mad Mumsy that. I can go forever. So, what we might do is I've got, we really don't need these answers, but. We'll try to keep these short and we will wrap it up because I've got to go over and visit my mum and put her bins out and I've got to change the prices of her art on her website. I might tell her I'll come and do it after work tomorrow because 
I might do it wrong now. I've had a couple of beers. <laughs> I'll walk across yeah, the road. Yeah, and then it'll so get sideways. Yeah, I'm walking over. I'm not touching her website. Mercury's in retrograde and I've had beers. I'm not doing it. Um, okay, Mitch, what's your favourite roster and what are some of the ones you've done so far? Well, the only one I've done in so far has been two one and year one. Of mining. Mm. I know. And you know what's funny about that too, though? I think it's relevant because I'm still – you've got to be in it to – you know, I'm not jaded. I think that's what's funny, why this works, because I'm still fresh. Yes, right? yes. The things I talked yes. about initially, new I wouldn't eyes. really talk about again now. Yeah, new eyes, correct, Because hey? a lot of people are spun out. They're like, no way. And they'll, they think I'm like four or five years in. I'm like, no, nah, man, I haven't even won yet. And they're like, they disbelief. So, um, but now, two, two and one is it. Um, and I, 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 I think it's, I think it's awful. Um, only because I lose nearly two full days because of where I live. So, people think it's bad already that have that live near an airport. It's worse for me, but I really don't mind it. I really don't mind, but it's a long time. It's a long, every, every time you look at the calendar, it's another month. That's what happens. A month rolls over rather than a week or a swing yeah, or a day. Round. It's a month at a time, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it just goes a month, a month at a time, right. yeah. Exactly. You think five and two goes quick, try, like, we, days. <laughs> um, how do you do with night shift and do you have any sleeping tips? I sleep during the day fine. So I'm one of the rare people that can just sleep during the day. Um, I'm fine. I have no transitional day after. So when we go from days to nights, you know, we, we work the day. And I fall asleep at 9 o'clock that night. Most people want to stay up till about 3 in the morning, something, and make themselves really knackered so then they can just start sleeping through the day. I don't. I can't even stay up past nine. I'm cactus. I got no nice. So I sleep at nine. I wake up at six the next morning, and then I go and have brekkie with one of the other guys, and then I go to bed at the latest twelve o'clock the next day because then you're up at four. So then you get a four-hour little block of a good sleep, and then you start your shift. So I'm telling you, day one is going to sh- shit. It's not going to work, right? You're going to be cactus. Might even start at midnight. Um, midnight, 1 o'clock, 2 o'clock, 3 o'clock, pick any one of them. Um, sometimes you look at the time and it's 10 o'clock and you're like, wow, I've been here for, you know, it feels like I've been here for hours and you've only been here for two. It sucks, eh? And it ruins your night already. not even first scream yet. Oh, my God. I know. But and you're like, What? But then you just get into, like, time is so relative and you, you just get into a something happens or there's a there's a thing or before you know it, it's, oh, shit, it's 2 o'clock in the morning. Oh, and, and one of the things I always like to say too is that a lot of people will say when the sun starts to come up, that's when they get tired. And I say, well, if you keep telling your brain that, it's going to be true, right, because your mm. brain's going, oh, sun's coming up, time to get tired, whereas I say that's when I wake up more because that means that um, it's going to be time to go home soon 
as soon as you start seeing yeah. that glimmer of light coming up, power it's back like up. getting closer to going home. I can yeah. do a few more yeah. laps. We kind of get that. You know? Yeah, we kind of get that. Mm. Yeah, yeah, it's funny because it's like, but but there is like a, there's chemical release in your body when the sun rises and sun sets. It's, it's your natural, it's your body's way of responding to the sun to tell you it's time to sleep and it's yes. time to wake. So we, you have to fight that. That's why it takes so long. That's why it takes four to five days to get in the rhythm of, of being awake because mm. you're getting to a point where your brain is supposed to be in REM. It's It's primed. It's ready. It's supposed to be in that that deep sleep and that's your top, your kind of, you know, midnight, one o'clock-ish or whatever when you would have normally had some light sleep for a few hours and now you're sitting right into deep sleep. But you're awake, so your brain's going schizo. It doesn't know what's going on. And then my thing is about that two or three o'clock, but the first couple of nights it's like uh, one-ish. And then the thing is it's like, if you were ever at home when you were younger and you're partying with your mates and everything was good and you were full of beans, you were top gear, and then you're walking around town and the sun starts rising and you go, your brain goes, dude, you fucked up. <laughs> you're supposed to be asleep. What are you doing? And you're like, crash hard. So I don't get that on site. Man, I don't, like you said, I get, when the sun comes up, I'm pat, mate, I'm, I'm, packing me gear i'm walking around the truck i'm making sure we're all good i'm like mate it's time for us to freaking leave this shit i'm out you know and you get your second wind which yeah. sucks because i you know i'm then an opportunity where sleep. correct right and it, i'm in an opportunity in my truck where it's like i can park up and i can have my break so i can have a 20 minute kip so i can do that at two o'clock three o'clock latest but if you miss it if your brain if your brain is scrambled and fried and you're like, cool, I take a little inflatable pillow that I stick up next to me head, you know, and I inflate it just perfect to, to, to cradle me head. Yeah, have a little nap. So because the numbers are still going to be there from the from what you're doing no matter what because you're working through it anyway. But if you miss that and it's like 3.30 comes and you are falling asleep, you can't keep yourself awake, then you've got problems. You need to have a little nap. Because I still got to drive back from where I am to camp, which could be fifteen to forty-five minutes, depending on where I am in the in the mine. So you don't want to be driving a truck with the sun rising in your face and you are cactus. You know you got to self-manage that sort of thing as well. So that kind of happens, and this is me sleeping eight hours as well through the through the day. But something about night, your brain just knows it. So let's fast forward to like day four three day four and you start to come good and you energize through the night you're not watching the clock the same nothing it's not the same right so you, you're doing all right yeah you're pumping away everything's good then you pack your shit at the end and you're like man i am sweet the last two days you'll probably be as two or three days you'll probably be as good as you're gonna be and it's so funny i tell you it doesn't get better from one night shift to the next you go through this whole program again and we all do it. Me and the guys I work with all do it. I've got one guy that loves night shift, but he is a zombie the entire time. But he loves it. That's, he just likes it. You're avoiding the heat. You're avoiding the flies. You're avoiding yes. you know, the client sometimes. They're not coming out as much. There's not as much shit going on. Yeah, yeah. you're not getting bugged by people. You're not filling out paperwork as much. It's, it's a little bit different at night. So, 
But yeah, you know, long story short, oh, night shift sucks. That's I just, <laughs> I don't know, night shift sucks. <laughs> I sleep, oh. man. I just sleep. I, every chance I get, I just go. <laughs> and it's so funny. I had a mate come up, one of my guys. He comes up. He walks up. And I, anyway, because I haven't, my truck hasn't moved in a little while, right? So every 10 minutes, I should move to the next hole. So my truck hasn't moved. He walks over. He's, he's having a dart. He walks over. And he reckons there's me just. <laughs> Like on the on the door glass of the truck, just 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 asleep, my face smushed on the glass, and he's like, "Oh, okay, I'll leave him alone." <laughs> and he goes back to his truck, and then he looks over, and my truck's moving. So I've woken up, driven forward to the next hole, and then before I've even launched the tool in the hole or anything, I've just fallen back to sleep. And he's come back over to see <laughs> to come and chat with me. He's like, "Man, you didn't even launch the tool; you were just asleep again." <laughs> Oh my god! And I was like, "Hey, I tried. You know, at least I'm still yeah. keep the truck running, man. I you know, I've, I've pulled up and just I've, I've activated all the system. It's locked the truck in place. It's in park and everything. But instead of actually pressing send to drop the tool down the hole, I've just so you did the safe bit, the last bit. Yeah, I'm, I did all the bit that mattered. Yeah, and then I just went, no, nah, nice. Instead of." Yeah. <laughs> and he was like, man, it was so funny, eh? Like, you just can't believe I woke up, drove, I just went back to sleep like nothing ever happened. <laughs> well, I did that once on, um, I was in a water car and the they were washing down a drill, getting ready for service and it was over in the yep. boondocks, like where the yowies were, you know, so it wasn't near the pit or anything, no lights and the the cleaning people in their sperm suits were there and and there was no automatic um, make the hose go. You had to have your foot on the accelerator. Yeah, I fell oh, asleep with, with, with my foot on the accelerator <laughs> and because you've got to watch yeah. them and they'll come out and they'll go, turn it off and while they move and then, yeah, you're good, you know. <laughs> anyway, I fell asleep. Next minute, <laughs> oh, mate. Knocking on the window and I'm like, what? And I fell asleep with my foot flat on the accelerator. And I'd been there for three hours, like over nearly two, three hours. How I didn't run out of water, I don't know. It was on, off, on, off. And my supervisor had been calling up on the two-way a couple of times. Are you done over there yet, Leanne? I'm like, no. Bloody hell, they're high maintenance. I'm like, yeah, right. Stinking drillers. Stinking drillers, that's what we used to call them. (laughs) High maintenance. They are their own crew, that's for sure. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. Now, what do you do with your old PPE? You probably haven't got much old PPE yet, and everyone knows what it is now. They never used to before COVID, personal protection equipment, like your hard hats and your high-vis. Do you wear it if you go fishing or at home, or you never wear high-vis at home? No, well, I do have. No, well, I haven't got my spares at home, yeah, so the pants definitely. So if you're working on the car or whatever and you've got to do grease and, and kneel down because yep. you've got the, you know, the yep. knees are padded, the knees are, you know, good pockets, yeah, definitely keep them. The shirts and that. I reckon they're going to be good for, yeah, because I'm, you know, I live near a place where there's a lot of fishing, so that I would I would uh, get a lot of value out of that. I've got good jackets and stuff from previous places I've worked, and yeah, I keep them for that. 
because yeah definitely if you go overboard if you go over the edge of a cliff or something like that if you go bush walking and you get lost or something like that i think old pp is great definitely yep i'll have it for that i use it for that and a good thing is it's hardy you know and even the gear i wear now i work with guys that look like they work in a coal mine and it doesn't make any sense to me because I can keep my clothes clean, but I've been like that for years. You know, I just get allergic to dirt, and it just bloody I repel it somehow. But uh, now nah, I'm like that, eh? <laughs> but now nah, it's good. I think keep, make the most of it. Even eh? if, if we cut the sleeves off and just make them into, you know, like a sleeveless thing you can use while you're out in the garden, just to get a bit of bit of sun on you, stay cool or whatever. No, nah, they're good. Yeah, because there's varying. It's a question I ask most people, and there's a varying degree. Some people always wear them at home um, if they're mowing or fishing or, like, working on cars and shit, which makes sense. And then there's the other mindset of I'm not at work, I'm not wearing high-vis, which was me. Yeah, I've heard that before, yeah. I only wear high-vis when I'm at work, you know. Um, Well, uh, that's how I was. So, yeah, that's why I asked that question. Now. It is. People are very one or the other. They get like that. But I'm like, I've got a thing about work uniforms. I'm, you know, I'm pretty proud to have a job, and and I like to put my gear on and have it all look neat and tidy and and get suited up and get ready for my day. So I've always, it's weird. I kind of keep. There's, there's a value in in having that kind of gear to me. Um, mm. it's purposeful clothing. So yeah, it's kind of strange, a bit weird, I suppose. But but nah, mate, no, you get it. A freebie, buddy. Use it. <laughs> Right, and like you say, it's hardy and it's, you know, they're tough yeah. and they're, they're old favourites, let's face it. By the time they get for the mm. fishing pile, they're, they're old yeah. favourites. So, and what about your Very boots? Good. I saw your latest TikTok was all about new boots. So, have you got any events around boots? Have you ever had a critter in them yet? Nah, I keep all my stuff in my room. But some people do leave them out of their rooms, and I think that's but crazy because all the bloody lizards in some sites, some sites, you're not allowed to keep your boots in your room. Yeah, wow. Oh, contamination because mm. of asbestos and stuff like that, eh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Probably. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Yeah. Yeah, no, nah, that, that, that's what it is, yeah, because contamination. So, um, no, that's the lead. I think lead is like that. They're not allowed to keep their clothes or anything. They've got to change out before they come back yeah. to their room. Lead mining and that, yeah. yeah. But uh, no, nah, like I've got a, my pair from one of my last gigs. I've just put aside. I like to, you know, sometimes I'll just pass them on to the old man and uh, give him something to thrash around in for a while. But, yeah, this time I had a pair fail on me and I've had to move on to another pair and we'll see how they go. But, uh, yeah, if I can do a pair a year, I'll do it. Keep the old ones for you go and bush, clicking firewood or whatever, for sure. But a good boot. I mean, if you've got them, they tend to do the split. They do the split on the, you know, when you got the, so that's the toe, that, that little spot there on the inside where the steel cap would just crease. They tend to split there. Mm. If they don't do that, I mean, there's years of life left in them. So if you can share them with somebody, oh, for sure. Yeah, for sure. For sure. So there's one new one I've got now that, yeah, like the new ones now, I don't know how they're going to go. Like I say, I've got a foot like a duck in a high arch, so if they come good, they'll be all right. But uh, we'll, we'll yeah. see what happens. <laughs> yes. I I had Penny Crawford from um, Crawford Boots on the podcast, episode 86, yeah. I think. And, yeah, it wasn't long ago, um, yeah, yeah. 
yeah, they're underground boots mostly, the high the high ones. And I learned so much about boots then. But we've got a boot tree. Like you have you seen boot trees yet? I've seen a boot mining? tree, yeah. You've seen yeah, a boot yeah, tree. Seen you need tree. to get your yeah, own. Yeah, I only saw it a few weeks ago. Yeah, it's, it's, and it is. Yeah, at home. <laughs> no, it's Every funny because we don't really. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll yeah we'll walk around camp and then we'll just like wow, it's just before the the heat set back in, and we're like wow, how cool is this? You know, it's like uh, it's cool because it's fu- it's funny because every the camp is so regulated and so prim and proper. To see something like that, that was a bit more wholesome. It was pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, just random where people – and if you are listening and you don't know what the hell we're talking about, it's usually where you throw your boots when you're leaving. It's like, yeah. I'm out of this joint and you leave your boots yeah. and um, it's a big part of uh, Steel Cap Sisters and what we do and our What Boots podcast and all the branding and everything around that. So, yeah, my sister's got a gutsy one at Mandurah where, where they are. When I'll have to come visit you when I come over and visit my sister, for sure. That's funny. I did a bit of time in Mandra too, though. I know the area yeah. quite well. Yeah. Oh, it's lovely. Ago. wasn't so wasn't nice. the best wasn't the best time wasn't the best time of my life, but uh, Mandra was a different place back then as well. So yeah, we don't take nice that out on the town. <laughs> yeah, you can't take that out on the town. Nah, but you do. Nah. It's natural. It's human. Yeah. Well, yeah. we might um start to wrap up my last major question is what is your special place when life turns to shit how do you personally handle tough times what are your strategies to hang in there mitch that's a tough one eh? i don't know i'm a weird one i don't I don't really let things get to me where I need to have a special place. You know, the places for me exist in my mind. It's more of a mindset than a physical place because a physical place can be taken away from you. If you've got a physical place that you rely upon and then one day it's gone, then what are you going to do? So mine... Yeah, sorry, I don't have a don't have a uh, a yes or no answer to that question because mine's more of a mindset, a mind frame. Um, I think I move a little too fast in my mind to actually stop and smell the roses and actually have a relaxing uh, place in the world. So, yeah, that's going to be me. I've got no answer to that one. Sorry. <laughs> no, you know what is interesting is how you really related the word special place to a place. Mm. To me, yes, it's a place, but it's definitely the mindset that you are in when you go to It's a to place in place. time. So like barbecue. For me, I think barbecuing or, you know, Something yeah, you know, it's like funny. I've got – I have such a complicated mindset. So I've got I've got the pool I can be hanging out in. I've got me work – me shed, which is a very well-equipped workshop, very, very well-equipped. I had a business 
and I've migrated all that into my own sort of personal life. So I've got any, I've got anything I need. I've got the bar. And anything I want, I've always got. I've got the barbecue area. I've got the theatre. But, you know, it's just it's, happiness is a state of mind. It's not, it's not what you surround yourself with. It's weird. It's complicated. Yeah. I could be happy just sitting there doing nothing. Exactly. You know, just, just anywhere. You know, I live on the coast. I've got a beautiful surrounding. I've, I've spent many times at the beach with the, my car watching the sunset with my family. You know, we used to do it four nights a week. Um, and I haven't done it in probably 12 months, and I still feel the same as I did about it then. So it's, it's kind of strange, eh? I wish I wish I had somewhere I could just go and it'd be an easy answer because then I could just easily enjoy it. <laughs> I want to be simple, but unfortunately I'm not. <laughs> no, and no, no, no beating yourself up boots needed at all because it's also to me it shows um, that life doesn't turn to shit that often for you. If you let things have too much power and when it comes to influencing how you feel, you've kind of let go. You've lost control already. If, if you let, let it have a situation where something can just change around you and it's crash and burn, you know, if, ah, my mind's frazzled, I'm fried, it's all over, you already had everything teetering on the edge to begin with. You were never happy, really. You were never really in control of anything. Um, you put too much weight on things. If all it takes is the tiniest little thing, the tiniest little pebble for the whole thing to collapse, you've put too much faith in that tiny little thing. To me, I'm like, I give everything a little bit. You know, if something goes skew with, if that gets taken away from me, the whole thing doesn't collapse because I didn't give it enough power that that one thing could have such an influence over the whole thing. I mean, I could lose my job tomorrow. That could be the end of it. But I've got enough money put away that there's absolutely no stress to what happens next. It's just weird. My car could break down tomorrow and, and not run at all. And I'll walk. I'll figure it out. You know, we'll be right. That's it. I don't know. You give things too much power, then things have power over you. That's what I think it is, though. And then you're a victim of your own circumstances. But, yeah, it's all a state of mind. <laughs> oh, it's all doom and gloom the way that. I say it. That good. No, <laughs> that was so powerful. I was listening. I'm like, yeah, now you need to hear this, Mad Mumsy. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't it weird, though? You know what I mean? Sometimes, you know, people, I can talk like this all the time because it's just a, it's a, I, I'm very mechanically minded in a way where things are, it's yes or it's no, it's A or it's B. It's not, you know, it's not floating around in the air. It's like you either do it or you don't. You know, the hardest thing about doing anything you is just getting it done. You have a place or you don't. <laughs> yeah. You have a place or you don't. It's like, come on, tell me, what are you doing here? I don't know. Well, come on, mate. That's not good enough, you know. So, yeah, no, I don't know. That, that answer was totally good enough. And I loved it. Thank you so much. Where <laughs> is the best place for people to get in touch with you? If they need more Mitch Me? on my life or barbecues or hot 
what are they called? Hot rods, hot cars, hot wheels, hot wheels. model cars, <laughs> toy cars. Yeah. So you can yeah. <laughs> you can catch up with us on TikTok. So yeah, so Mitchell Mining on TikTok. Um, the Coops on cooking or Cooper's cars, if that's your kind of thing. Um, the Mitchell Mining is the same on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube. And I'm definitely this year going to try and do the long-form YouTube stuff. So I will go back through videos. Um, all right, while I'm doing a video, I'll say, look, if you want to catch up with more of this, head to the YouTube channel, really trying to grow the YouTube. Um, and then, yeah, have that more of a more informed information, more discussed. Yeah, it's, it's still just going to be the same thing as me just here in front of the camera. You know, I'm not, I'm not really savvy with editing and all this sort of magical stuff that uh, they do on computers. But, yeah, a, bit, a little bit more of a conversation where I'll use the comments from those 60-second reels to give me that sort of feed so I can make those YouTube videos and have proper sort of 10-minute uh, chats and things like that. So, yep, TikTok for now, but uh, trying to get that YouTube cranking so we can, yeah, build a, build a bit of a stronger audience there. Beautiful. Sounds good. And thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Um, is there anything else you would like to say to call this episode complete for you? <laughs> no, nah, just uh, I think um, generally when it comes to the theme that we're we're working with here and what we're talking about, um, yeah, use use the information that's being provided, use the tools that are being provided by people like us, you know, like Mad Mumsy, Mitchell Mining, you know, if we can, if you can get anything from what we're doing, then then get on board. You know, ask the questions, get in the comments, have a chat. If you've got a question, ask it because we can't answer everything without knowing what you want to know about. And, yeah, take it from us. You know, we're there, we're doing it, we're living it. So, you know, do away with some of the wise tales. Take it from the people that are actually doing it, not the people that are glorifying it and making it something it's not. And don't listen to the people that say it's all shit and it's a nightmare Every job has its pros and cons. FIFO is not a blanket bloody shit thing or an amazing thing or whatever. This is just life. It's just the what we do. It's a category. It's a it's whatever. So yeah, I don't know. Listen in, subscribe, follow, and uh, ask questions. That helps us build our content. <laughs> Beautiful. There you go. Thanks so much, Mitch, for this epic. No worries. Don't hang up yet, though, by the way. Thanks so much for this <laughs> epic episode. I can't wait to share it. And let's face it, people can listen to this between first and second crib because we got hours and hours to kill out in, on site. <laughs> or when we're traveling and when we're on the plane and there's, there's shit like, you know, long form is good. It's time to say goodbye now. We could chat all day, and I think today we did. <laughs> all the links we discussed <laughs> in this episode are at madmumsy.com forward slash beers 89. Until next time, stay safe, be real, be special, and have fun, for we only live once. Cheers. <laughs> <laughs>